everybody, and welcome to episode 488, A Day Late, of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Tim Gray Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who else is joining me? Chris. Special master. Uh, Antista. Is that good? <laughs> oh. Topical? Yeah, that's great. And was that your golem? That was a pretty decent golem. I liked that. He's not he's not in that new show <laughs> yet. Right? Uh, he, uh, maybe Smeagol will be. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. I like the new show. Hi, it's Matthew and I missed everyone. Hi everyone. I missed y'all. Hi, we missed you when you were dead. And special guest. I'm Gandalf the Black. No, actually, I'm Anthony Abbott. <laughs> Anthony <Yeah>. Abbott. <laughs> uh, too bad he already has the best Twitch name. Right? Yeah, you can't. You can't Bruce beat Brady. Bruce Wayne Brady. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say, where can people find you? Yeah, there you go. You can find me on Twitch or also on Twitter at Bruce Wayne Brady. Either way, um, pretty much everywhere. And uh, yeah, it's good to see you guys again. And. Ready to uh, hang out and talk about some video games. Yeah, yeah but you can't find it's... anyone hosting him on Twitch because that feature's gone. They ca- I I don't right. really even know what that feature is, but it's gone, and everyone's really upset apparently. So yeah, Twitch is going out of their way to make it harder to find other people on Twitch, which <laughs> I thought was part of the social communal experience of Twitch, but I don't know. Right. Well, uh, it's going to be a fun show. We're going to be talking about, among other things, Lord of the Rings games because. Amazon just did a billion dollar show that you may be aware of that came mm-hmm. out last week. I think just two episodes as of this recording. There'll probably be a third one by the time you hear this. Pissing off all the racists. I love it. I love that it's pissing off all the racists. The show is okay. I, I just, it shows I, promise. I want, I'm <laughs> sick of that being a cottage, shitty default YouTube. Just a default energy. Because, like, what the fuck? None of this exists. Some of these characters... Right. That, that's How wokeness is ruining feminist Hollywood toxicity. What are you talking about? And also, you same assholes don't know a fucking thing about She-Hulk. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I was out of town for a week and I come back and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I, why do I want to be a part of this whole nerddom industry? Or maybe there's... It's just that the industry of YouTube clicks is so strong that the people pretend to care about this stuff. This is impossible to get mad about. A it's Black the- Hobbit? Fuck! It- it's the vocal minority, right? It's like the people that love this stuff and care about it are like, hey, like, this is cool. We probably talk about it amongst ourselves. And the people who are bothered by things like this scream out to the entire world, that Balrog took my job or whatever their fucking issue is, you know? <laughs> you guys have no idea. There's a huge border crisis in Middle Earth. They're coming across the border with fentanyl. All those, e- yeah. I guess it's Easterners in Middle Earth, right? They don't come from the South. Go it's back the, to uh... Valinor, fucking elves. <laughs> not you. Not you, Glip Glop. You're one of the good ends. <laughs> Tom you know, Bombadil, good by me. I hear Valinor's <laughs> under flex power. Those people in the West, Michael. Uh-huh. Just, uh-huh. Just, <laughs> that, should be, that should be his name. I hope the show introduces the black character Tom Bombadil's. <laughs> did, no, did you see? I hope he's played by Michael Jai White. No, the best version of Tom Bombadil, <laughs> someone took a picture of Matthew Barry as, is it Jackie, the, 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 uh, the yeah, bar the owner? Bartender. Mm. Yeah. It's it's him, but quoting Tom Bombadil's lines, and I'm <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm surprised that makes they, they sense. went with Jackie Daytona in, instead of any picture where he's wearing like the witch skin hat. Yeah. That no, that's like what it was. It was, it was the yeah. witch skin hat. He had the witch skin hat, and then a, a, like a piece of hay coming out of well, his mouth. It's like, oh, yeah. Yes, I can hear you, Mike Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Tom Bombadilio. Uh, Fuck that, Sky but, but, High. Like, I, <laughs> Somebody else not said, the, um, who's the actor who plays Steve Brule? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, John C. Riley. Yes, yes, John C. Riley. He'd make a great Tom Bombadil. Yeah, oh, speaking of whole, now, Chris, you make a wish in my magic cave. It's Chris, did you see the breakdown of voices that is basically uh, John C. Riley is just a toned down Kermit, and then oh. Mark Ruffalo is just a toned down John C. Riley. <laughs> it did. all makes sense. My John C. Riley is just a drunk Fozzie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen the three of them in the same place. I'm just it's, true. It's, it's true. It's true. It's true. John has the same hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, some uh, of the uh, games that we'll be talking about include Tom Bombadil, actually. Yes. It's yeah, true, yeah, and yeah. I played Splatoon 3. Oh, um, that's awesome. I'll talk yeah, about so that later. At least one of us can talk about it. And uh, Anthony, you, you wanted to talk about immortality, so we can get into that, because we just brushed over it very lightly last week. It's but, a great Pearl Jam and, song, and, and Anthony. I, I, just, I can't like, wait I, to talk I, about I, it. I hate to talk. I'm not an expert in Tolkien stuff. I've read the trilogy. Get off the Hobbit, <laughs> and yet you say Tolkien instead of Tolkien. So there's a start. You're well, already, I'm just uh... trying to describe my favorite South Park character. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I've I've read uh, some of the sim- and, but then like really back off because some of this stuff is dense and useless, mm-hmm. and and I think it was great to obsess over that when there was nothing else like Lord of the Rings. Now it feels like every fantasy book series is kind of like that. George R. R. Martin has a show on the air of appendices from his book. <laughs> I, I know it's based on a real book, but but, yeah, but just like Rings of Power, it's based on three appendices. But the, the Lord of the Rings movie thrived. The Lord of the Ring Peter Jackson trilogy, I think, thrived on choices and adaptations to pick and choose from that. Oh yes, weird. Weirdly. When you make a video game, you have a lot more time to flesh out two characters that don't matter and scenes that don't need to occur. So mm-hmm. Michael thought it would be a good idea to... Okay, so the, yeah, the top five is just best Lord of the Rings games. There have been a lot of them. There have been an awful lot of Lord of the Rings games. So I tried to pick out five that I really liked, that were well-reviewed, got some input from you guys. Are they all Lord of the Rings or are some Hobbit-based? Are they just some Tolkien of, I mean, they're, they're all Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings adjacent, at least. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I, I will say, I'm glad that you said that about the adaptations and choices right. that Peter Jackson's movies made, because one thing that struck me, it's much more urgent at the beginning in Fellowship yes. of the Ring than the book is... Because the book takes its sweet time. About 17 years pass between Bilbo's birthday and, and Frodo it, actually yeah. starting out to, to take care of the ring. And, and they all hold the fucking ring. Well, not really. But they did, uh, too. It's in the book. They ran off with it. Him and Aragorn. Like, like they're holding the fucking ring. Like, I had to read that passage, like, eight times. Like, it was, like, before he figured out what the ring was really, like, the power of how it corrupted. Eventually it does that in the books. But, like... In the first chapter, like, decades go by and more than Frodo holds the ring. Hmm. Where the Pretty movies are very clear, like, this is a corrupting power the second you touch yeah, it. I, I, th- I thought Frodo had it, like, just on his mantelpiece for a long time, like Bilbo did. But uh, it doesn't, it doesn't really wrong. matter, because the, the part that I'm getting at is... So, in the movie, there's just this, this urgency of, like, oh, that... They know about the, the name Baggins and the Shire. The, the ringwraiths are on their way. You need to leave tonight. Mm-hmm. And right. there was another adaptation of Fellowship of the Ring oh, yeah. that Vivendi did. So they did a Fellowship of the Rings, yes. er, a Fellowship of the Ring game that came out in, I think, 2002. 
And so EA, which had the license to adapt the movies, did Two Towers, but Fellowship of the Ring was licensed from the books. And they were very clear that, no, we are from the books, as illustrated in this clip. But where should we go? Towards danger, but not too rashly, nor too straight. And you mustn't vanish. Take time to settle your affairs before you leave. I could leave in autumn on my birthday. Very well, but no later. Make for Rivendell in the east, and seek the counsel of Elrond Half-Elven. When you could get around. I'll tell everyone I'm buying a house in Crick Hollow near my relatives in Buckland. I'll have to sell Bag End. The Sackville Bagginses have been trying to take over this place for years. A shame to let them have it. Indeed. The first thing you do in this game is find the deed and key to Bag End so that you can go into the adjoining <laughs> town, find your cousin Lobelia Sackville Baggins, and sell, arrange the sale of Bag End to her. It is the most boring possible start <laughs> for a Lord of the Rings game. Classic adventure game. I remember this because I rented this game because I was curious about it at the time. I, yeah, I mean, I, it was right before I, I worked for Vivendi, and I just remember... Like, the claim to fame was, no, no, this is the Tolkien estate mm-hmm. has licensed this to yes. us. Not those, not not the filthy Hollywood yeah, people the, with their the sexy versions. gamers really care about. Yeah, yes. I remember talking to a PR guy on the phone who was trying to get me interested in it, and he's just like, yeah, we went back to the original texts for this. We He kept saying the original texts over and over again. It's like, it's not the Dead Sea Scrolls, man. And you're like, wait. The ones with Tom Bombadil? Yeah. Like, no, man. Like, no. <laughs> Is no one Tom wants Bombadil that. in this game? I lost patience before I got to that I, point. I, I, I didn't get... I, I did, too. At the time, I thought it was pretty deceptive, but it, I don't know. In, in hindsight, it's kind of interesting. When the Lord of the Rings movies hit 20 years ago, you'll hear us talk about that in 30, 2010 this year, there was two separate licenses, the Tolkien Estate and the New Line Cinema Warner Brothers films. Yeah, they're right. And yeah, they were the releasing games rights. simultaneously. Yeah. It, but like, Oddly, so fun, funnily enough... I ended up working my last my last job at Striking Distance with the team that worked on that Two Towers game. A lot of That's that true, was yeah. that was out of EA Redwood Shores, so that was like Glenn Schofield. The team would eventually become Visceral Games and make Dead Space, and, right. and a lot of those guys are now at Striking Distance. Like, but the Two Towers contains the fellowship portions of the game because there is no movie yeah. fellowship game. Well, yeah. there's there's also not a whole lot of action in Fellowship of the Ring, right. so right. they can kind of. Skip it's past, like, yeah, thing. you do the bit with the ring wraiths, and uh, that you're, and, and then you go into to Moria, I guess. That's There's that's the big action less action Moria. with Frodo in Return of the King in the books, because mm-hmm. Peter Jackson made a choice to spread that shit out over three films. But you talk about choices, and, and just to expand on that, I think that's one of the most interesting things about... About this idea in this list, because we are so smart. No, but it's, it's <laughs> Lord of the Rings, as we were growing up, there were so many different adaptations and choices made, right? So we all are very familiar with that Hobbit movie, which Please, is the, 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 the greatest adventure. Yeah, the Rankin-Bass one. The yeah. Rankin-Bass one. And then, of course, for The Lord of the Rings, that was, um, what's his name? Right, it was Ralph Bakshi. Yes. And that, so it was like, as a kid, it was so confusing to be like, why is this a completely different animation style? And also, it's in the why same is universe? it half the, that, the story? <laughs> like, and, it, and it's yeah, right. And, yeah. and yeah, because they couldn't make the three separate parts and they had mm-hmm. to combine part of the books. And, and there were there were a lot of weird adaptations, including in the digital game space. I think one of the earliest games both Michael and I played, but there's no sounds for it. But it was a great game. There was there was like a Hobbit adventure game on yeah. Apple II that like was pretty decent. Like a adventure you know? game. With, with yeah, pictures, it was like a, but... But it was oh. very... My point is, it, Lord of the Rings Middle-Earth adaptations have been 
very hit or miss over the years. What was the the cover song I tried to text to you guys? The the greatest adventure is made of silent text. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. You you just sound like you're singing a Rush song to me right now, so I'm not really sure. I mean, mean, what do you think Rush is all based on? Holy shit. True. Rush and Led Zeppelin, you're right. That'd be Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I was going to say, they're they're the Middle Earth nerds. Uh, But I got to correct you on one thing, Matt. Two Towers was made by Stormfront Studios, which came out of uh, SSI, Strategic Simulations, Inc., which did like the old gold box Dungeons and Dragons game. The the team that Glenn Schofield was on actually made our... Number five. Ah. For all free people, the new Gandalf has quite a temper. Use fierce attacks against shields. It's got to have a bit with uh, John Reese Davy. So, so this was a Return yeah. of the King game, yes, right? But it's saying tutorial messages at you. Like, oh, use and, and fierce it, attacks. They were very, they were very similar games. I feel like the Return of the King game was was that Two Towers game just on steroids, right? It, it was. Yeah. I remember at the time the Two Towers game was was highly regarded, and then so was this. As like, mm-hmm. well, this is sort of how you do licensing games, yeah. right? Like, yeah. well, you, they, you... they all made it to greatest hits uh, status, I yeah. believe. So they're, selling yeah. like a million copies. They're hack and slashers with RPG elements that are very, very cinematic, and you could actually look at them as progenitors of Call of Duty. And that's like the, they are these very linear, directed, lavishly visual experiences. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about like oh there's big explosions and people are shouting things at you and it's all very confusing and exciting and just hammer a button and pretend you're you're a huge badass who knows what they're doing. Two Towers started the formula. Return of the King I think refined it and there's all kinds of crazy stories about the production that this this producer I think had gone to New Zealand and met with the filmmakers and was like constantly updating them on the game and she wanted to bring. The, the creators, the designers, to New Zealand so that they could, like, visit the, the Minas Tirith set and, like, get their hands on it and see, like, what, what it really is like up close. And, like, by that point, it had already been disassembled. So she, like, you know, called around to all these different warehouses. Uh, this story is from Wikipedia, by the way. Uh, called around to all these different warehouses and finally managed to get four bricks from Minas Tirith wow. and brought them back to so that the the designers could get hands on with them and like oh so this is what it's like yeah so it could be rendered <laughs> in like 340p and yeah, <laughs> on yeah. standard definition television well that, that's the thing that like and and this is aged strangely because like you have all these like photorealistic faces on bodies that that, that are very low poly by today's standards and you know on a a regular 4x3 TV in 480i, this looked amazing in 2002. Today, it looks like utter dog shit. Well, but you can see yeah. what they were going for. I think when all these people are, like, dead, we w- an official remaster of some kind should should be done because it's kind of amazing there's all these performances from the mm-hmm. original yeah. actors. They, they, they got the original cast. and. Right. Not only that, they got the original cast to do on-camera interviews about stuff like their, their game-playing prowess. Billy's getting better, but he's not great. Billy is awful. <laughs> One of the worst game players of all time. I think I do have uh, a special gift for gaming. You'll be playing a two-player game, and you'll go, Billy, press X, and he'll be like, hang on a minute, hey, wait, where's, which one's X? But I just haven't really opened that gift yet. 
and giving it to myself. Uh, and you, I even, don't want the, I don't want the competition, but those guys have to have a podcast by now, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I want they, them. To. I believe they actually do. Oh, oh that's good. <laughs> I need to find it and listen to it. Um, I also want Ian McKellen to have a podcast. I, I have never played a video game in my life. I can never understand the rules. <laughs> I've got very large and clumsy hands, and uh, not quite the hand uh, mind coordination that I think is necessary, which seems to be available to everyone under the age of six. I'm calling bullshit on this because this was available for the original Xbox. So if he held a Duke controller, oh, yeah. there's no hands. No one's hands are too large for the Duke. <laughs> right. is what no I'm no one's hands are too large to play pinball or Pac-Man. <laughs> what was really great about these games is at the time, you know, there's so many like movie tie-in games, right? Mm-hmm. And they actually did really cool things with the license where, like, I remember the Two Towers game, especially when it starts off. It starts off with the actual film footage of the yes. beginning. Yeah, uh, fellowship, yeah. and there was this really cool transition where the film footage of orcs charging the army literally cuts to a CG version of that, and it puts you in that like in that battle at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's and it's they that did sh- like a lot of that throughout the game. Yeah, it's that shot of the the elves standing there, and then like you know one by one they all like slice upward with the same motion with their their, their swords and. Yeah, what the game does is it like just fades from that directly into a CG version, and then you're playing. Yeah. And that's something that, that EA did a lot at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it in the Medal of Honor games, uh, similar things like that, where you're in a cutscene, and all of a sudden the cutscene just blends seamlessly with the action, it's, and you're, it's you're playing. One of the reasons I was initially excited, like they have the Star Wars license. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody sort of came about like. No one was prepared for the success that Lord of the Rings, the films, were. Everybody, like, every, oh, I love those stories. So everybody being on pins and needles. Ooh, $100 million a movie for three movies? What if the first one bombs? No faith. And mm-hmm. then, you know, put a bunch of money in after the fact. The first one is just a fucking smash. And everything is cake after that. But there was no game in development. And the idea that, like, not only will there be a game for Two Towers, it'll be made by the biggest publisher in the world. And yeah. Who, who, yeah. what what was EA making comparable to this? St- they were and still are first person shooters in sports games. Well, you and, know, I think the Two Towers game also came out like a, a few months or a little bit before the movie actually came did. out. So it was the only way you mm. could see some of the like scenes from the movie. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. Oh, it yeah. may have been a week at the most, but like it. It was. I think it just had because of the way things shipped. It had to come out beforehand. That was a really that that existed up until. The 2014 Spider-Man, where that move that game would come out a week before the movie and spoil yep. it. <laughs> I remember you can't not when, do when that. <laughs> so yeah. even when I was at Vivendi, we were pointing at these games. We were working on that Aragon game, and we were like, "No, no, we need we need to hit this bar, this 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 quality bar, because that is what people now expect from mm. epic fantasy right. licensed games. Like these games set a bar for sure. That I I don't. I don't think licensed games ever really hit again. It didn't review great. but It, it reviewed, I was just about to point out, it, people might go look this up and be like, what are you guys talking about? It only got eights. You have to understand, for the time, a licensed game to get eights, yeah. they were getting like fours and yeah. fives on yeah, the red. This was like, a time when every review of a licensed game had to start with the words, licensed games are normally garbage, but... <laughs> And and and, 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 I think... and the reason was usually it was they were rushed, right? right. Like mm-hmm. licensed games, yeah. typically you couldn't secure the license until later. There was nothing to use from the movie that you were basing the game on until much later, and, and, and they and, always ended up sort and of being usually feeling the like rush jobs. get a 
little company they can kind of beat about the head a little bit and uh you know not give things to them on time i don't think you could do that with ea it was probably a well-oiled machine and what's funny they refer to this game that the team did they were like oh this is a modern gauntlet and i look at this i'm like have you guys ever played golden axe because this is just a modern golden axe like it is it is a hack and slash of the golden axe variety side scrolling much more in common with like knights of the round but you could never Mm -hmm. surf down the stairs of minas tirith and (laughs) skateboard what did legolas do that one time oh on the shield yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. he did he did And, and and we have an example of like how much money ea had compared to the movies don't we, Michael, with a clip from McKellen, which is hilarious. Yeah, the thing is that Ian McKellen made a lot more money off of voice acting than he actually did from the movies. So, yeah, I'm, I'm play this. This is a little bit long. This is from NPR Fresh Air from so uh, July 20th, 2015. You have to provide the voice for every situation that the, the, the non-characters might get into. This way, Legolas. This way, Bilbo. <laughs> this way, Hobbits. This way, everybody. Come quickly, Legolas. Come quickly, Legolas. Come quickly, Legolas. Come quickly. Oh, Jesus. Just isolate that <laughs> You line, do all please. that, but you do it, frankly, for money. I was paid, I think, more for doing that than for the film. Then when we came to do The Hobbit, I thought, ooh, more of those, that lovely money coming from the, the games that people play. By that time, our uh, producers had bought up the games company and so in your contract, you were told that you would be required to do um, this game. And if you did, you would be paid a pretty paltry sum. And if you didn't choose to be paid the paltry sum, which I didn't choose to do, somebody else would imitate your voice. So that's what it's come down to, uh, that you don't pay actors for doing their work. Yeah. Didn't kind of just sobering you, considering he just how said much he got paid more to do two EA games than three movies. It, well, that's the thing. It was more than two EA games. He did a bunch oh, of okay. EA work for, for other EA games that were based on Lord of the Rings. But, uh, but, that, yeah, but that's it, all, I mean, also yeah. what happens when you don't get your uh, license game in motion beforehand. You have to deal with mm. the success after the fact and everybody gets to negotiate with a company like EA on what salary they want to make for voice acting and holy shit they could have I just I just wonder how much how what cast member raked EA over the barrel <laughs> to make this game I mean I'm willing to bet the reason he ended up getting paid more for those games was he signed to do the movies before they were big yes. you know like they didn't yeah. know if the movies would be a big deal exactly. what remember saying, the, yeah. like like we said well, this the game started at two towers so the movies were already a big deal at that yeah. time there, so there was another reason in that uh he was it was a separate contract negotiated with ea and yep. what he says is that the movie studio swallowed up the game maker warner brothers interactive talking, is yeah he's talking about warner brothers interactive which right. did lego yeah. the hobbit which i think is the only movie game to come out of the hobbit trilogy and uh, there were there were other things I think from Warner around it, but yeah, not yeah. not called the hub. And so they, I think that game just uses uh, movie audio. It's I don't, bizarre. I don't think there's yeah, don't like yeah any new any new stuff at all. But yeah, I think I think that's what he's talking about. It's like oh, I'm not going to get paid any extra if I contribute, or I'm I'm not going to get paid much extra if I contribute my voice to this. Well, fuck that. I would um, I would sort enough. of love to hear. Some some real bottom line on these EA Lord of the Rings games because it's it would seem that like 
a lot of money, a lot of work put into this. This should be the standard bearer of how you make a game based on a popular movie. And it, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't, and it never really happened again. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it didn't, it didn't inspire anybody else in the industry to do anything like that, uh, to get a movie game out. Well, maybe Ubisoft with King Kong. Cause, uh, mm. that was dope. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, Peter Jackson, maybe it's just the Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson connection. Uh, it's also it's crazy to the think financials about. are really yeah totally for, for and, and if you're games. dealing with marvel they don't want to tell outside people what's happening in their movies a, a year three years out they don't even know as i think we know by now what exactly yeah. is happening three years out and that's how modern that's how long it takes to make modern games two three years i don't know i actually don't know anymore hmm. it's crazy to think that you know this was 19 years ago return of the king uh <laughs> <laughs> and two towers was twenty. Good lord! Um, I remember playing it while drinking. Jesus! Oh wow! <laughs> I remember working at Toys R Us selling the game at the time. Yeah. Wow! That's how you know we're old. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it does the video game thing, which every time a video game adapts a movie, it has to expand on what the movie contains to offer more gameplay. And uh, one of my favorite examples of this. I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil the ending of the video game version of Return of the King. Uh, Which ending? You get... <laughs> well, that's the, the good thing is, it only has one short ending. Okay. It's just, I think, a voiceover from Gandalf. But it has a final boss fight that is unexpected. Get away from us! You're a master no more! We'll be the master! Gollum is free! You give me that back! You won't leave with the ring. I promise you that. Down, you creeping thing! Getting the original voice actors back to record a Gollum boss fight where he what? doesn't just tackle Frodo at the end and bite his finger off and Ball fall off the ledge while dancing around, but in fact goes just for fucking Mortal Kombat and you have to like knock him off multiple times and he keeps climbing back up and it's just ridiculous. Oh, that last but fight in the Lion King. Video games. You could have told me that happened in the, in the extended edition, which I've seen several times and I would have believed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> True. Probably um, I, would have as well. I have a really. This is probably neither here nor there. Tell me to shut up or cut it out. Okay. What Lord of the Rings movie do you think you watch the most? That shut up. Shit. Cut it out. <laughs> my I mean, I would. I will point out we're only yeah, no on fellowship. our first game okay. still, aren't we? Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, let's move along to number four. Speaking of Gandalf voiceovers, welcome, warrior of Gondor. Your road here will not be an easy one. Much will be risked in the war that is to come. But you will justify my trust. This I sense with all my heart. Uh, Who knows what this is? This is Lord of the Rings The Third Age. I love this game. I love this game. Unapologetically love this game. You love it so much you can't even identify it from an Ian McKellen voiceover. It's the best Final Fantasy ripoff with the Lord of the Rings license <laughs> yes, I've ever it played. Is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is this is a fun one. Yeah, it's basically Final Fantasy X with Lord of the Rings characters. As is this I've from EA too? To multiple times. This is from EA. This came out, yeah. I think, in 03, 04, the publisher somewhere in there. of Final Fantasy X for some reason. 
through some. Are they? Look on the back of your boxes. There was some weird deal uh, with uh, Square. Yeah, Free I think Square at the time they were. It was some huh. some weird program, but it does say EA on the back of some FFX boxes. Maybe in Europe. No, it was here. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I seem I seem to remember like a brief publishing deal after SquareSoft went under, mm-hmm. um, oh. which is like the U.S. arm. I think Final Fantasy Spirits Within uh, almost killed that studio. Is this is this the game that? You didn't follow the heroes you want to from the main yes, story. It's, yes. it's one of those parallel path games. It's no. like, hey, we have another elf and dwarf. Yeah, and yeah. Here. There's, there's a, like parallel yeah. a second fellowship person. that's following right behind the fellowship and Gandalf. Are you in fact, fucking kidding? It's, no, it's still good. I played it's the hell still this game. Good. It's still good. Yeah, Gandalf leaves the messages throughout the game. I see you have found our campsite. And yes, we did shelter here from Saruman, but to no avail. His spies spotted us miles away. But we pressed on, forsaking the easy southern route for a more dangerous passage over the mountains. But the White Wizard held other plans, and that route was denied us. Know this, Gondorian. We are not far ahead of your brave company. I come to you now at the turn of the tide, which I really should have seen coming. <laughs> Give the second team. But th- this does the Godfather the game slash uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed thing where it's like, you, you know, are you, there. You're a character working secretly behind the scenes. In this case, you're part of a secret second fellowship commissioned by Gandalf to follow in the footsteps of the first and basically be the cleanup crew. So you get to do things that like, oh, they didn't kill the watcher in the water. Well, guess what you get to do now? Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. So you're, you're going through the same areas, but it's like after they've gone through and you get to deal with whatever remnants are there. It also introduces, of course, individual characters who are all fairly cagey with each other. What did this orc take from you? You helped me slay him, and you shall find out. You rangers from the north are full of riddles. And who are you to speak for a ruler of elves? You must help me return to Lothlorien and warn the Lady Galadriel of these dangers. Then you will know all. You see what they did there? Both of them just said, like, oh, you do me this favor, then I'll be less cryptic with yeah. you. Then I'll assist you in this fucking earth-shattering ring destruction thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, God damn it. That, like would, that would ex- be exactly like what saving the world is at this point. I gotta get rid of this nuclear missile. Well, if you do me a favor, I left <laughs> mine sandals across the land. Go and fetch them. Help me clear the rats out from my basement and maybe I'll put you in touch with somebody who knows where to get a nuclear missile carrier. Always rats in basements. Every RPG. I remember y'all talked a couple episodes back about games where you could play as the villain. Mm-hmm. And one thing, I, I think this game was, uh, like, if you beat it, I think the new game plus option was you can play on the other side as the villains. Because I remember going back through the campaign as the yeah. Balrog, fighting against the so, you know, Fellowship B team. Did did the Balrog actually get a campaign? Because I, I did watch some of the evil mode, and my understanding is that like once you make it through a chapter of the game, you can replay at, like through the boss fight from the boss's perspective. Oh yeah, that's what it was. I and did, yeah, doing that flipped. is actually beneficial to you because it'll get you items that you can then carry over to your main save, and mm-hmm. like yeah, like. It makes the game, uh, you able to finish the game a little bit faster. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, even fighting the Balrog in this game, I mean, it's, it's my favorite scene in Fellowship. It's still mm-hmm. one of my favorite movie scenes. 
and then in that evil mode having that chance to flip it to play as a bog and I was like man this is awesome so it was one of my favorite things in that game was evil mode yeah also turns out when you take out the Final Fantasy bullshit from a Final Fantasy game <laughs> and you put in some Middle Earth lore they could be pretty good games yeah, you're left with <laughs> a mechanically pretty good game <laughs> I definitely played this game before I played Final Fantasy 10 wow really yeah no blitzball in this game though so uh and, point against and it, it came to more yeah, platforms negative. also this was on xbox and gamecube which uh final fantasy 10 was not i don't think um i believe you're right i think yeah. it was just playstation yeah. yeah it was ps2 exclusive at the time yeah also a little spoiler remember how i said you get to fight the things that the fellowship does not defeat what's the one thing they never the the biggest thing they never actually confront directly in any of the movies I mean, they Sauron himself. Yes, you don't actually, see and yes. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the main boss fight at the end of this game, spoilers, is the Eye of Sauron. The darkness is deepening. Suffered a defeat, yes, but behind the walls of Mordor, my enemy is regrouping. There is no life in the void. And so after that little cutscene, you are suddenly standing at the top of, is it Baradur, uh, Sauron's tower, and, and just like close up to the giant fucking flaming eye, and now you get to hit it with a sword. Whoa. Yeah. Repeatedly. Uh, uh, I was filling mine cup of sorted mead mm -hmm. during this conversation. You saw uh, the mead? Gross. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is the third age. Uh, is that like You're an actual distinction? Salted honey-flavored liqueur? <laughs> Salted so mead? That's disgusting. Uh, so the, th the third age refers to, yeah, the there are multiple ages of Middle-earth. There's the first age, which I think is when the Silmarillion takes place. There's the second age, when the Rings of Power are created. That's when the Amazon, Amazon series is yeah, set. Okay. Yes. The third age is when the Lord of the Rings is set. Okay. Uh, so, yes, it's, it's just kind of a catch-all referring to, like, this era... But, you know, it's it's a very specific span of time in the Third Age, like, that runs parallel to the events of Lord of the Rings. So... Beats a terrible twos, am I right, Matt? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a dad joke every once in a while, Jesus. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, this, this was a, a lot of fun to discover. You're playing as characters that I think, you know more or less parallel a lot of the characters from the, the original Fellowship. Like, the main character is a guy from Gondor, who's sort of like Boromir, and the first characters yeah. you meet are an elf and a ranger, and you're recruiting dwarves and other, other characters. But uh, And eventually, you, you do get to cross paths with the actual Fellowship a couple of times. I think I Aragorn know. steps in to heal one of your, your crew members toward the end. Yeah. yeah. It, it, this is also a great example. We've done a list about this, too, of one of those games that the licensed version, there's there's a game with the same name on a different platform that's a mm -hmm. completely different game. Oh. So the Game Boy Advance version oh, of the Third oh Age is actually a Fire Emblem-like that is also a decent game. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's 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 not the Final Fantasy ripoff. It's a Fire Emblem ripoff. Even um, better. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it was fine at the time. It was pretty good. So cool. I, Quick question, though. Does Vigo Mortensen provide his voice? Um, I think so, and I think they just I mean, I mean any of these, he just seems like, he's a weird dude, and he might be yeah. the one holdout. 
He was in Two Towers and Return of the King. Yeah, okay. they, the they heavily advertised, like, we got the whole cast for this. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, okay. it's definitely him He is those. Vigo! I think, this was an EA game, too, so they might yeah. have had him in this one. And I think in this one, the, the clips that I heard of him is like, this is just repurposed movie audio. Mm, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it, it is a pretty awesome adaptation that, you know, it's like, oh, you're, you're telling a different story happening behind the scenes. Much like what happens in... Number three! The green pasture is ready. We've expanded the barracks. We must build battle towers to guard our camp. Something is a foul. Let me show you. Our fair city Follow me. grows larger. <laughs> Job's done. <laughs> Pretty this, much. This, this screams RTS when, yes. I, when I hear things oh, like yes. that. So. Uh, there's, there's a couple good RTSs yeah. in Lord of the Rings. So right? this, Which one's this? This is Battle for Middle-Earth 2. So Battle for Middle-Earth, the first one, was actually teased in the end credits of Return of the King... Because they say Lord of the Rings the trilogy coming in in uh, 2004, and that yeah. that was the Goonies two thing. That's gonna confuse the hell out of me. Yeah, that, that the original name for it was just gonna be Lord of the Rings trilogy. And so I looked it up. It's like, wait, what is this? And I saw people talking about it. And it's like, oh, apparently it's gonna be something where you're not in direct control of the characters, but you control like you know entire armies of characters. That sounds. It's like, oh, it's. Battle for Middle-Earth, of course, that's what it became. So Battle for yeah. Middle-Earth just runs parallel to the events of the movie, and you, you recreate them like you're controlling the Fellowship in Moria, you're going through the Battle of Pelennor Fields. Uh, Battle for Middle-Earth 2 is a little bit more freeform, and again takes place like after the Ring-Bearer has already left Rivendell, and uh, you know, orcs attack, and so you, you go through a campaign that they, they actually got Hugo Weaving back, to, to voice, not only voice Elrond, but to be the narrator for the whole oh, thing. Rad. The arrival of the elves from Mirkwood assures a victory for the free peoples. The siege of Erebor is broken. The shadow is lifting from Middle-earth. There is but one task left. Lay bare the pits of Dol Guldur and drive the forces of darkness out of the northern lands. So, you know, if you've ever played an RTS, Warcraft, you've got an idea of what to expect from the gameplay. You're building structures. The structures then let you recruit different units. And then you amass a whole bunch of the units and you send them all over into the to find the enemy camp and burn it down. I, I want the Hugo Weaving DLC that lets him do it as Mr. S as Agent Smith. Mm. <laughs> Orcs are a filthy disease, Mr. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Uh, <laughs> 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 How will you go to Mordor with no feet? I kind of wish it was better than hair from your feet. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious because he's only known for two roles. No! <laughs> <laughs> Red Skull. I already quoted B yeah. for Vendetta, goddammit. Yeah, Elrond oh, and yeah. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That's all he's known yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah, interview. Yeah. Um, anyway, but he's, he's pretty good in this and yeah, it's, it's cool that they got him back, but yeah, there, there is a, this is Megatron. A I'm just saying, Oh yeah. He was very unhappy with that role yes. apparently because it was nothing. <laughs> There's like a couple lines, but, uh, wasn't that also Orson Welles was Megatron? No, Orson no. Welles was Unicron. Unicron. Keep up. Unicron. Unicron. Oh, I'm sorry, nerds. I got my, the wrong transformer. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so fast to respond. <laughs> We unwittingly just piled on Matt. Just <laughs> I, I mean, we, the shit. three of us just said, actually. Yeah. Uh, we all deserve that. <laughs> actually. Anyway, completely fine with that. <laughs> like, yeah, you guys I can own that. I don't... Um, 
Orson Welles' final role, by the way. It is. It really is. Goodbye to the the medium he helped pioneer as a toy. Who eats other what's what's the wine toy, commercial that we love toy. that he does? Is it Paul Masson or something? Oh, where he's just blasted in the wine commercial. Yeah. We watched yeah. that for oh, hours. Yes. Oh, the <laughs> champagne! <laughs> yeah, there's there's actually a story about one of those commercials. Like, no, it wasn't that he was drunk. It's that he'd been driven all night from Las Vegas and had taken a sleeping pill and hadn't been able to fall asleep in the car. Yeah. And so he showed up, and he was just a complete mess. And he and apparently three hours nap. later was fine. And like yeah. the commercial you see, that was the take. Three hours on the couch after that. Ah. Uh, also, he was probably drunk. Probably. <laughs> Come on, it's Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah. Who are we well, kidding? Let's stop. Yeah, well, that's true. He was. Uh, that generation was always issues. drunk. They, they they came home and had like two yeah, martinis, and they all involve food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, Battle for Middle Earth 2 is like had a bunch of different modes. It had campaigns. It had like a War of the Ring mo- mode where you just picked a faction and gradually tried to take over a map. It had yeah. uh like freeform skirmishes and you could play as a bunch of different factions. You could play as the elves, you could play as the men of Gondor, you could play as goblins or the Mordor orcs or the the Urukai of uh, Isengard was that was that only in that Rise of the Witch King expansion that you could play as the bad no, guys? No, the Rise the of the Witch version? King expansion added the Angmar faction, so the, it's the the Witch King's faction. Um, ah, okay, and yeah, it's about the fall of his kingdom. And Wait, is this, how is he this PC it. only or uh... this? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, because the, the, the expansion was PC only. the The game was actually released for Xbox 360. A few oh, months after God. the PC version. And I have a copy, but it was sealed. And it's like, I'm not unsealing that for this. <laughs> I would rather dig out my PC copy, sit and laboriously load all six you... CDs in a USB drive that I had to pull out of storage and dust off. This is commitment I don't think you've ever really discussed <laughs> to people on the show that you do for these things. Yes, I, I play them whenever, whenever possible, and uh, I usually have copies somewhere. I've been in this business for a while. Um, but yes, there is an evil campaign, and it is just as busy and silly as the clip of the good campaign I played earlier. We've expanded the troll Titans will be dealt with swiftly. What's this one? Are you pushing? Who dares to defy me? Who's next? <sighs> Give it to us! The, the master's plan must be carried out. Another building, all finished up. Yeah, and you you do have heroes that uh, can accompany. Catchphrase there. Yeah. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you you do have heroes that accompany your regular troops and are like characters from the movie. That was the mouth of Sauron talking, and uh, right, yeah, you yeah. Get Elrond and Glorfindel and other other cool characters. We're eating anyway. the hobbits at Isengard. Isengard. <laughs> Isengard. Isengard. <laughs> Eats back on the menu, boys. Uh, you ever seen that that clip where Orlando Bloom actually did the uh, you know? Isengard, Isengard. Yeah. It is the only thing I'd Isengard. pay to see him do yeah. at this point. <laughs> it's out there. Anyway, but yeah, Battle for Middle Earth 2 is a lot of fun, and I will probably get crucified for making this game our number two. You have a good race the game! <laughs> Okay, There's I, a couple telltale sounds in there. Right. I don't, was, uh, wait. Okay. Oh, it, this is Lego. This yeah, is yeah, the Lego, Lego sounds. I heard some Legos. Yeah. 
So this, this one wow. surprised this is the Lego me. game I least. I remember like previewing this at like a PAX or something, and like God, the Lego games are so funny. It's like the best form of like silent animation. Chuck Jones, One mm. Froggy Evening, and they're like, oh, uh, we got the voice from the movies in this game. Like it. Oh, great. The one thing I liked about your game series you took away. This was, yeah, this was the first speaking Lego game, wasn't it? There may have been others, but I just don't know of others that like took just dialogue from the movies and had them coming out of Lego characters' mouths. Yeah. I I want to say this might this is one of the first, if not the first, because they they were always pantomime up until this. And so it was so weird when the Lego characters started talking. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, I think think you might be right, Matt. But yeah, it's. It's weird, be- and, and, like, it was hard to find clips for this because, like, what oh, it God. does is it, it's it's just audio from the movie, but then they introduce Ooh. sight gags. Like, here's Gandalf banging his head against every single lamp in Bag End. I'll be waiting for you at the Inn of the Prancing Pony. <laughs> I must see the head of my order. You'll know what to do. <laughs> Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Yes. For real. That <laughs> <laughs> some damage. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that, the last one, he just he just takes his staff and thwacks it off the ceiling. Ah. <laughs> so, oh. Shatters uh. it. So fuck this. You know. You know the uh, they cut this line, but the original version of that line was "Keep it secret. Keep it safe." Keeps it real. He mm-hmm. says that at the end, and they cut it. They were like, you know, it doesn't really match yeah. the tone. He of the does. Movie. Keep it real in the year two thousand two. I'll see you in fifty years. Also, here's Aragorn trapping. G-Man out. Here's Aragorn <laughs> trapping the ring wraiths in a bathroom by barring the door with a mop. What are they? They are the Nazgul. Ringwraiths. At all times they feel the presence of the ring. I just like that the Ringwraiths are knocking on the door audibly. No, yeah, I I see what you're saying, though, because when we used to stream a bunch of games, you know, like a big blind spot in my gaming knowledge was Sega CD. And and Sega CD would always have, you know, a lot of times it's very similar to what was on Super Nintendo and Genesis. Mm -hmm. But with the whole fucking score... Or like movie, like horribly rendered movie cutscenes, but like the YouTube algorithm would really kick your ass for that. We got like a copyright strike from Cliffhanger on on Sega CD. Really? And and Hook on Sega CD. Someone's still enforcing what? that copyright. <laughs> well, I, I well like uh, it is just the digital score hmm. in in those cases. And Cliffhanger, like they just had like full clips of the movie. So like. Yeah, how do you put, like, most of this stuff I think is audio-based, so I don't know how streamers probably had a fucking hell of a time with Lego Lego, Lego Hobbit. Unless they're constantly, like, narrating over it, so that hopefully, yeah. you know, that, that uh, and we, and ongoing commentary helps out. We eventually had modes when, like, it's important to have the music, and if you want to stream, make sure you check this box and, you know, take it was out. Was streaming a thing back when this game came out? Uh, it was just... Uh, yeah, I think it was it's so. I've never even told started. that story. I, I I was brought into a meeting at Justin TV when Justin, literally Justin, in like 
fucking the grossest sandals I've ever seen. Like, we want to branch out into gaming. Um, <laughs> and we're like, Ustream has a fucking app. Build an app. No streaming thing's going to take off unless you have an interface used for users to use. And you idiots went for Twitch for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> to stream every, on Twitch. Every time I hear Justin TV, I can't help but think of that. The poor man's uh, Truman Show, Ed TV. Yeah. I think of that Ed TV movie starring Matthew yes, McConaughey. But started by Justin Long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, Who I've met and is quite nice in person. So let me explain my justification for putting this at number please, two. Please, 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 please. Yeah, because so, I'm pissed off at you about, for, but we'll get to that you, after you while you be. explain. Um, why, yeah. But no, here's, here's the thing that makes this neat. Besides just adapting every beat of this story... After you've gone through each of the levels, you can go back through the world. It is an open world game. And (laughs) even though it feels a lot like Toy Town, because Bree is like a 10, literally like 10, 15 foot river crossing from Mm -hmm. uh, Hobbiton. And then right outside the outskirts of Bree is Weathertop. Like literally you leave the town and like, oh, there it is. And then Weathertop is just like a short walk to Rivendell. Um, But it is like, this is an open world version of Middle Earth that you can explore at That's... your leisure and do huh. all kinds of like little mini games and shit. It incorporates a ton of characters that weren't in the movie. Tom Bombadil is in it and yes! you can unlock yes. him and add him to your party that, for free no. play. That's he ridiculous. has a trowel and is useless, but it's still <laughs> Tom fucking Bombadil. Does he sing? So the no, reason I'm I mad at disappointed. you is you're... I know what the number one game is. I won't. I won't get too. Mm-hmm. I won't get ahead of ourselves. But I know that what you left off is the true open world Lord of the Rings game that also has Tom Bombadil and crazy expansive. And that's Lord of the Rings Online. Yeah, yeah. this means we're leaving off. Hello, how's he supposed to go back and play that, man? It that game is still running. Is it really? Yes, it's free to play, and they're. But this this is where they are at this point in the life. The latest, the latest expansion is Fate of Gundabad. Uh, they are really oh. digging deep in oh, that Lord man. of the Rings lore with that game. So. That's a fan made like expansion. Uh, no, no, no. This, 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 this is, like, is, is official. Is it is running. It is. Oh. It is a game that makes money. I remember yeah. like, writing about this game in '06. It, it was just like just coming out. Holy shit! I, I'm I, sp- I spent so I much time playing that game. Huh. Like this was one of. I, I was just, you know, I played a little World of Warcraft. I'm like, hey, I, I want to expand my horizons, play another MMO, and, and I love Middle Earth. So, of course, I played Lord of the Rings online. Well, yeah, well, man. Glad you're volunteering this information now on the recording instead of what I, I was told asking. you in the chat. I, I suggested I went this the game chat in the chat. Logs, he said this. Oh, fine, fine. Yes. But it's, it, it's, uh, I mean, it's an MMO, so what is there to talk? There's a lot of a lot of fetch quests, a lot of automated mm-hmm. combat, pressing number keys and stuff like that. But <laughs> but the Lego games, yeah. I think, are noteworthy because, like Michael said, it, it does reproduce a lot of the locations from the books, and it's you know they they've always been pretty good. The Lego games. I think the most recent one is probably my favorite, and we all kind of fell in love with that. The Skywalker now. Saga game. Uh, I, yeah. I, I dug. I platinumed Lego Star Wars uh, Skywalker Saga. And wow. I got I got back into the game because of y'all talking about it. I picked it up day one and fell off, and I started playing it again from and, and y'all talking about it on the show. What Mike was talking games. about, They're being able games. to run around those environments and just like uh, basically unlock jokes while pla- platforming is amazing. Right. It's and, and one of one of the things we were kind of clowning on licensed games or being like, hey, they don't they don't really exist anymore. 
that's overlooking that no no they've existed now for two decades yeah. just mostly as lego games yeah. those have been the biggest licensed games that come out and mm-hmm. and it makes sense right because licensed games are usually meant for kids and the lego games are like perfect kids games yeah. if we had licensed games that good when we were growing up like ah oh, can you imagine that, that how much more snobby we'd be Right. <laughs> also, I feel bad for never playing this the first time around because I specifically asked for it. Really? Well, you might remember, Chris, there was an article I did for Games Radar that was like other Lego games that they should make. Y- yes. And to do this, I went out and bought like a bunch of Lego sets, which is how I found out like, holy shit, Lego sets are expensive. It was the hardest yes. I'd ever seen Michael work. Yeah. And like for a couple weeks, I was just working on. Building these to recreate various games like Gears of War, Grand Theft Auto, and and just yeah. photographing shit, and then like you know photoshopping it in with uh, you know game screenshots, and like I remember our boss saying like you're spending way too long on this. This is <laughs> not worth what I'm paying you. That was not the only time Michael heard that, by the way. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but this time he got to go to Toys R Us every other day. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was just once. I bought a bunch of them, but uh, but yeah, and and one of the things was Lego Lord of the Rings, and uh, yeah, they they made it, and I ignored it because I was totally uninterested in Lego games by that point. Yeah, there was yeah, Lego Hobbit I, I, too. But I think I I, I, I remember yeah. I had previewed a bunch of Pirates of the Caribbean games that got canceled. And the only ones that came out were Lego games. I think there was another mm-hmm. licensed game, but like the majority of games to capitalize on that massive trilogy are Lego games. Yeah. There, there was a big MMO in the works that got canceled. I, I'm one of the only people who've seen it. Yeah. 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 I, I remember, yeah. I remember you talking about the fable like game where you can like become a good pirate captain or an evil pirate yes. captain who like wields an anchor. Yes. And, it was a, a uh, semi Assassin's yeah. Creedy with a lot more uh, ground poundies. Yeah, yeah, Seemed really cool. Wait, was uh, that after like the Lego Dimensions game? Before, no, this before. Is before, yeah. Because okay. Gandalf is yeah, well, in the Lego yeah. Dimensions game. I think he's your yeah, base, yeah. one of the base characters, right? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Gandalf, yeah. Batman, and Wildstyle. Wild yeah, yeah. Which is a weird combination, but okay. But the Lego movie was huge at that point. So what are you? Gonna yeah, do? yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Which also had a game. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's almost like there's too many. Yeah, well, uh, on that note, we should probably wrap this up and go to our... I am baffled. What is going to be? What has happened to me? You are banished from death. Cast adrift between the worlds of light and dark. Curse binds us together within the walls of Arda. That's right. It's Legacy of Kane's Soul Reaver. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That is the voice. You're right. <laughs> no, that similar. isn't... Isn't that Celebrimbor? That is Celebrimbor, uh, who's in the new Amazon series, and it's a very is. different characterization very of different. the one found in the Shadow yeah, of Mordor. Yeah, he's Filipino, and, and his name is Hellebrimbor. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so yes, this is Just this is angry, Shadow of not Shadow saying. of Mordor, not Shadow of War, right? This right. Was Shadow the first of Mordor one. was yeah, open world. Very took a lot of cues from Assassin's Creed. A very, lot. very good game overall, and possibly some assets. Mm, really, <laughs> some Ar- some Arkham ish combat. There was too. some. There was definitely some like ropes that you crossed. That you're like that looks exactly mm. like the asset from mm. Assassin's Creed. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, so and then, then Shadow of War was like I remember not liking it as much. Like it, it instead of like a couple big open worlds, it was like a lot of discrete smaller open worlds. And then uh, there yeah. was this whole thing and the. the the later game was 
taking over these fortresses, and apparently there were a lot of microtransactions people didn't like, so... I mean, uh, the fortresses, I think, were in the first game, too, but they were... They were... They, they were all there in the service of the yeah. the awesome system that the every Nemesis game has system. wanted to have, the yes. Nemesis system. Nemesis, yeah, which got you cool encounters like this. Manswine! Man, give me new scar! I give you bigger scar! So that, uh, yeah, random orcs, if they killed you... That is a... So- Suddenly got I want to compliment you on how good that sound effect was to uh, like expand on what Nemesis <laughs> system is. <laughs> I, it, it explains it all right there. Like, really ah, did. revenge! Yeah, so they, they kill you. They get names and titles. Now there are characters that are roaming the world. And if they encounter you again, they'll recognize you. They'll call out to you. And if you kill them, then there's a chance they'll come back. And be more powerful, possibly disfigured. If they kill you again, they'll get even more powerful. There's like an orc hierarchy, and your yeah. nemeses will rise up it as they as they take you out. And it also gave us in Shadow of War an excuse for me to play this sound. Hey, hey, hello! I am going to put your head on a pike, which I think is another word for spear. They may be slightly different. I'm not sure, but anyway, it sounds better than spear. So yeah. Head on a pike! Yeah, they got Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. Star of of Star Wars, Marvel, and HBO Max. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. Who who had agreed to be on a podcast with us before any of that happened, and our bosses made it complicated. I'm still upset about this. Well, it was, Mm. we just dangled like, oh, hey, you can come and play video games that haven't been released yet. And like, really? Like, no, no, beyond beyond that, beyond that, you used to be able to like contact him and he, Mm. and and I had his agent's contact, but he seemed uh, seemed much more accessible back in the day. He he was. And and I recommend hunting down his old podcast that he had with his wife, uh, the the indoor indoor kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very fun to listen to, but, um, yeah, so he, he plays a character just called the agonizer and, you know, that's just an archetype that's applied to a bunch of different orcs in the world. So you might randomly meet him. Star Wars and, uh, a Marvel superhero. Hmm. Why would you, I would just like fucking kill myself the moment that happened. There's what else can you achieve? Like being on the real housewives? What bigger franchises are there for him? Kumail to conquer. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll find them. I think the most memorable allies, like, so so you can eventually, uh, you get a power that lets you turn orcs yeah. to become your, yeah. your servants, and then you can uh, slip them into the orc hierarchy, maybe, and get them to become highly placed bodyguards for, for uh, other orcs that you want to kill or similarly enslave. And this mechanic is introduced to you by one of the more memorable characters in the game who does not become one of your mind-controlled slaves. What's the war chief? Here's a my victory. He'll make me his personal bodyguard. <laughs> and how does this help me? Uh, a backstabbing bodyguard? I'll take care of one of the war chiefs for you. You do the other four on your own. Yeah, so that's Ratbag. He's just like this little cowardly orc that you meet early on and like uh, ends up sort of helping you just begrudgingly and, and then like, oh, no, this this will work in my favor. Yeah, I can I yeah. can rise to the top of the orc heap and nobody will question how I did this, even though I'm a little weakling. <laughs> in the uh, Amazon series, he's from Detroit and his name mm. is uh, Rap Bag. I'm, uh, 
I'm leaving. I'm out. I'll see myself out. You're just beating me to the comments. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm here for all of it. You should all be very upset by that because your horizons are so dim. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, in in the upcoming Amazon sequel series, Full Metal Rings, mm-hmm. he just screams, let me see your war, Chief, over and over again. And that Let is, me watch you play Warframe. Deep, <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep Arlie Ermy cuts it's, here. It's, it's, a, it's something I, I, I keep having to say to myself. Uh, Shadows of Mordor is the second game? Or, uh, Shadow of Mordor is the Shadow first, of first game. The second War. one is... Shadow of, Shadow of War. Shadow of War. Yeah. Everything that like got that game scorned and low-reviewed has been removed or fixed, mm-hmm. and I haven't yeah. touched it. So there's still this, like, four, like maybe a 4K-compatible Lord of the Rings game out there set in Peter Jackson's oh, yeah. universe that I haven't can, touched. Can I... T- can I tell you where I saw a copy of that where I bought my copy Please. of that game? I got it for a dollar at a Dollar Tree store. What? The Shadow of War PlayStation 4 was there. There were that meant that yeah. many extras apparently, but wow. also and I was able to get rid of that copy because it is currently part of that PlayStation collection if you own a PS5, right. like all those games you oh, get right. as because part of that. Shadows so. of Mortar, remember I was given a copy by a buddy of mine at a uh, uh, Monolith and uh I streamed it. And then I sort of, I hit some wall, whatever, but then like it ended up on game of the year list. And I thought that was super. Specifically ours. (laughs) uh, Super impressive. Yeah, yeah, but not just just yours. Hmm, Uh, That's true. That that game was 2015, right? The first one, it it was like, it was one of the games of the year. Yeah, yeah. The Nemesis system alone, it's just sort of like, why did anybody think of this? So that that studio monolith, what's crazy is... These are the condemned people and fear before and it people. Tron and all of a sudden they took a two people. Oh, did they do the Tron? Oh, but they took a hard swing into Middle Earth there for a while. Where what are they doing now? Are they still I don't know. my friends there are not there anymore, but I remember the last game I was the Gotham City Imposters game where you were like a mm. Joker and Batman squad. Oh my god, no that's Batman. right. I found it still playable on Steam. It was never what? bad. It was always kind of fun and funny. Gotham Imposters was like decent like kind of like Team Fortress vibes. Yeah. I remember it that. reminded me more of the Shadowrun RP uh, first person shooter. <laughs> oh, it says Xbox. It says in 2021 that they were announced to be developing the Wonder Woman game. That's oh, right. There you go. Yeah. I would love that. So and then right watch people complain because she swings on lightning. Do you not want to see a woman swing on lightning? I don't understand. Wonder <laughs> Woman's done this before. What's your problem? It's, it's not comics accurate. Is this a cottage well, industry of people? My only complaint was, why don't you play Metallica Ride the Lightning? It was in yeah. the 80s. It's right there. Yeah. That's that was great. I, I actually have no idea if it's comics accurate or not. I've never read Wonder Woman. so <laughs> It just looks really cool. Yeah, You have sure. to, yeah. but I mean, only the, when it's cartoon, written by a man. In the cartoon, she had an invisible jet. All bets are off at that point when you have a fucking invisible jet. But by the way, you're still visible. So you're seated in pilot position in your invisible fucking jet. This is is true. And minor plug for 302010. DC has been better than most about uh, adding, whether it's tongue-in-cheek or not, uh, uh, elements from cartoons into its comics. But this week... Is the 30th anniversary of Harley Quinn, who premieres in a cartoon. Oh, gosh. Never in the comics. Created by Paul Dini, mm-hmm. right? And and was, as far as I remember, immediately embraced by fucking everybody. Like, everybody loved Harley Quinn. Yeah. And that's that's why I find the things we're joking about now pretty baffling. Like, uh, maybe it's because she was 
a broken person. <laughs> in a no, very I, think, hot- I, I really think it's, I think it's because we have, you know, this access to social media, mm-hmm. right? And like, we're just able to hear these people screaming like more. And, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to complain about this stuff, you were writing letters to magazines or True. to like, mm-hmm. you know, comic publishers and you weren't. And you're considered to, a crank because you put forth the energy necessary to do that. You, you would have, yeah, and you had to go odd. to comic book shops to hear the nerds complain. Well, you, exactly. you could avoid it. You would have thought exactly. that adding a Robin to the Joker would have made people. That's a woman would have made the mm-hmm. whole world apoplectic because of the last twenty years we've had to fucking experience. But it didn't, and everybody was happy about it. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it, it maybe it helped that she kind of started off as like an accessory to the Joker. That's like, probably it. The Joker's the the Vanna White to his Pat Sajak, and she became a legit sidekick. You know, a little bit more into the series. That's probably mm-hmm. what's the thesis of the Mary Sue article. I'm going to get quoted in and embarrassed by. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's I'm just saying. Like I I loved her from the beginning. It was just interesting how well she was embraced. I was a big Fantastic Four fan, and when they took the Human Torch out of the cartoon because they didn't want kids setting themselves on fire for Robbie the Robot, he did Ooh. not become a big-screen movie character uh, less than I, 20 years later, but Harley Quinn did. I could still be having brain fog. How did we get here from Shadow of Mordor? Michael, Michael did Excellent it. question. Michael. Yeah, no. <laughs> or, or said something about Wonder Woman My ADD. That's how that happened. Yeah. Okay, that's right. We were talking about Monolith, yeah, you're right. the games yes, they worked that's on. Right. Okay, okay. Yes. Thank yeah, you for, yeah. for unraveling the train of thought in there. <laughs> I was just so confused for a second. I'm like, wait, did I dip out of the conversation for no 30 point. minutes? No, we, like, no, 30 seconds, but that was enough. We're on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Shadow of Mordor, amazing game. And I always am haunted by a comment I remember reading. I, I wrote some something about Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed adjacent for our old employer, Games Radar. And I remember, still remember one of the comments that was like, what is so appealing about Assassin's Creed? Like, is this is like watching the History Channel or something where you're like, oh, I learned a thing. Like, what's more interesting about playing in history than like, you know, playing the game like this set in Middle Earth? And... And I remember saying, like, well, you know, it wouldn't be the same playing in history. And then it's like, but then this happened. Yes. Like, after that guy, did that guy know something? Was that a monolith <laughs> developer who was kind of just testing the water? Is like, oh, but what if, what if we yeah, made what if we put Earth the guy with the Creed. ancient alien's hair in Altair? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so actually, retroactively, this does make sense that we were talking about Batman, because that's the other thing we forgot to mention about mm. this game. It is... Assassin's Creed, but with Batman combat. The That's hand-to-hand right, yeah. combat in this game is very much from the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, in some ways it ended up being better than assass- some Assassin's Creed games at the time because you're like, no, the Assassin's Creed games should do that. They should do Batman combat in Assassin's Creed games. Like, this rules. How you, dare you, you have, say like, the, that in my presence, Matt? You have the wavy <laughs> lines over enemies before they're about to hit you and, and all that Batman combat shit. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you need it because... That's the one one place this game falls down a bit is when you do get surrounded by oh, orcs in those fucking forts. impossible. It's, it's, like I forget, like yes. I, I was excelling at the game for like eight hours, and like I just started getting work because I got lazy. Oh, and the other thing it adds is is that helps you eventually not get worked later in the game if you get there. Celebrimbor gives you superpowers. That's it, right. So yeah. it's basically yeah. what if Assassin's Creed. But you have some super ghost yeah. powers as well. And, and so. your repeated death and resurrection is explained by the game's plot. Right. Like, you can you can be killed, but you can never die. You will always come back. You're like the Jason Voorhees of Mordor. <laughs> I love it. And, and yeah, it's like I think we've talked about this game multiple times, but it's also one of those, it's just like, 
this is a completely pointless errand because, like, we know how this mm. ends. Your mission is to kill Sauron. You're not going to kill Sauron. That doesn't. Right. That is yeah. how it yeah. works. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, that is our top five list of Lord of the Rings games. There's a lot we've missed, obviously, but these are the ones that I felt the most strongly can you, about. Can you, anyway, I just want to hear from you, Michael, from looking into it. Was there like an sure. early one like people may have never heard of or a pre-text adventure? There were, there were a lot. Huh? Uh, I said there were a lot of early ones. There was, uh, well, not not pre-text adventure. I think or, that sorry, post-text, been... like post-text. Post, yeah, post-text adventure. Yeah, there was like, um, I want to say War in Middle-Earth was like an early PC one I remember mm. that was just like, I, I, I had a friend who had it and tried to play it and like, I don't understand this. It just seems to be people walking slowly across the screen. All right, slow down, like, Randall. I can hear him yelling I mean, now. It, it's, it's like all working in real time where you're like trying to do things while the fellowship is, you know, the hobbits are leaving for Bree and like, okay, while they're doing that, I can do this and... Um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a strategy game. I didn't really understand it at the time, but, uh, it had its following back in the day. It looked pretty cool by, you know, late eighties standards. Wow. And, uh, you know, there've been, there was like the interplay series, which I think on PC included animated cutscenes, which might have been taken from the Ralph Bakshi movie. Uh, I love Ian McKellen's Gandalf first and foremost, but John Huston is a really close second. I love that guy's voice. It's amazing. And he's one of the best directors. Yeah. Of classic horror league. <laughs> but uh yeah, that well that that was the interplay one, the like Lord of the Rings Volume One or wow. something like that, it was called. And I just mm. remember like, yes, it has like Old Man Willow and Tom Bombadil and all that shit and years and before the movies. But that's why like um I I think Peter Jackson deserves a ton of credit because he like ate ate, slept and breathed this Lord of the Rings stuff mm. and made it the most not only the most palatable version, but like it's one of the biggest movie franchises of all time. Yes. Because of what Peter Jackson yeah. did. And and the, fr the the franchise didn't even come to consoles. Because it was just like, only PC nerds are going to like like this. It'd be hilarious if like Warcraft sued Lord yeah. of the Rings. Well, that interplay um, Lord of the Rings game did come to Super Nintendo, actually. Oh, did it? Yeah, it's it's pretty bad from what I remember. Yeah. But, hit or, uh, like I said, yeah. hit or miss up mm -hmm. until oh, Peter Jackson oh, and sure. EA, yeah. Lord of the Rings. I think was that, that was part of the reason for a lot of the skepticism. It's like every time this is adapted, it's like, yeah, it's, it's either right. really good or it yeah. sucks ass. Because when you were talking about the third uh, age, I, mm -hmm. I could not have been more into like, I watch Lord of the Rings once a week. Like, why wouldn't I play this game? Hmm. Oh, the reputation of Lord of the Rings, not only licensed games, but Lord of the Rings games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and around that Vivendi uh, Lord of the Rings game, there was also, I think Vivendi did a not great Hobbit game as well. Or someone did a not great, great Hobbit game they around did. the time yeah. Lord of the yeah. Rings. The Xbox One? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think that was Vivendi slash yeah. Sierra. They did both of that in the Fellowship yeah. game. Yeah. But the, the the Hobbit one was actually supposed to, I I thought I heard it was okay. It's like a Zelda-like I played it. To, it was not okay. Oh, it all was right. Bad. I'll defer to you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a big franchise with a lot of stuff. And yeah, the tremendous success of these movies is especially stunning. If you were familiar with Peter Jackson's output before the Lord right. of the Rings movies, that's like, the other thing. Fucking bad yeah. taste, meet the feebles, uh, brain dead. I want or... to watch a puppet get fucked to death with AIDS. <laughs> Give that guy the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's, that's uh, what's crazy is he has completely overwritten mm -hmm. what, Lord of the Rings is supposed to be to the to the point now I've heard the rumor is with this new show 
he was at first sort of asked to consult and then they just never called him back. Like that's, he's on the record as saying that, but like, it still feels like his version of Lord of the Rings. What I I can't wait for the best example of Peter Jackson consolidation is Arwen because that is like, she does the things of, I think at least three or four different characters that he just gets rid of and has her do. Yeah. In addition yeah. to being the love interest to And, and the new show borrows from that. They show, like, Galadriel is basically like Arwen. She's like warrior elf woman. Mm-hmm. Like, the, yeah. it, they're they're filling in a lot of blanks and things that are implied in the appendices, but it's they've made her kind of a different character, which I think is great, by the way, and anyone right. complaining about it, uh, fuck off, get off the internet, log off. I don't care about your opinions about the new Lord of the Rings show. Let I read those something. books, and if, like, a fucking light switch needed to be turned on, Tolkien would have created a new fucking character who would sing a song and about turning on light switches. He would have created a new language. And it's wasting well. your time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my it favorite been, it memory. Five songs about it. My favorite memory of watching the Lord of the Rings movie is something that no one else shares. Because it was just something Diana said. There's that scene where they, they arrive at Rivendell and Aragorn is looking over the pieces of, of Narsil, his ancestor's shattered sword. Yeah. And Arwen comes up behind him and says, what frightens you about the past? And Diana just, without missing a beat, said dinosaurs mostly. <laughs> That's why she's on 3026. <laughs> really have, have, I, have I told you guys about my favorite, a similar type of story? It can only, it's only my memory because I was there. I went, I was, I was this much of a Lord of the Rings geek. Before the release of the final movie, mm-hmm. uh, a local theater chain was showing the extended editions of, of Lord of the Rings and Two Towers in the theater, right? So in the scene, I think it's in Two Towers, there's a scene in that movie at one point where they're, they're basically ridding the, the king the, of Rohan of the kind of the evil influence on him, right? Mm-hmm. Right before that happened, some idiot let off a smoke bomb in the theater Whoa. and we had to evacuate the theater and they paused the movie. So, just so happens, when we all got back in the theater after they cleared the air out, cleaned out mm-hmm. the smoke, the first line spoken in the movie is from Gandalf. It says, breathe the free air, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the theater started laughing at that. Not a comedic line, but awesome. it just so happens. Nice. Yeah. And as another personal Lord of the Rings anecdote, I was at a wedding this weekend. I met a woman who's from Nashville. And I was like, I love being in Nashville. And she's like, oh, yeah, what'd you, what'd you like about it? And like, um... And then I had to remember real fast, uh, we went there from Gatlinburg to one day and found out there was an IMAX showing of the premiere of Two Towers, and I waited in line and watched that movie, and that's the only reason I like Nashville. I <laughs> I, I like your I city for an see, experience I can have anywhere. <laughs> I got to see Lord of the Rings. By the way, not shot in IMAX. There was a lot of unused screen. <laughs> right. Yes, but I was yeah. I saw Two Towers, and, and we were there were six of us and we were happiest we've ever it was an accident because we didn't have the internet what imax we got to see it like this uh yeah saw it twice i remember the movies were coming out every december each year in Mm -hmm. a row yeah and Mm -hmm. my birthday is in december and of course at the time i was working at toys r us so i had pulled like a 12-hour shift one day and it was like the opening weekend and a friend of mine were like we don't care what happens we're gonna see it tonight we got tickets so i'm sitting up there like drinking sodas and stuff and like we're going to watch this movie tonight. We get to the theater, and my buddy passes out halfway through Two Towers. 
and I am full of caffeine and I stay awake the entire time. No. In the last 30 minutes, I am holding my bladder like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and the minute those credits hit, I ran to the restroom like that was amazing. <laughs> Holy shit, that three hours was tough, but I'm glad I saw it. You missed the post-credit stinger. No. no, I'm kidding. No, I don't think there were any. <laughs> that was Boromir will return. <laughs> you never Boromir twice. Alongside this ape with Jay and Silent Bob in... <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of the ape from those movies that they probably was like Bubbles or something. Suzanne? Suzanne. Yeah, Suzanne, yeah. thank yeah. you. Yeah. God damn. Just because of the Weezer song. The Weezer song. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. That's a great song. Right we love this All monkey. Right. Yeah. So, what is your favorite anecdote from Lord of the Rings? Let it, don't. Um, no. Why not? Why <laughs> not? Right, yeah, well, why not? Okay. Okay. Movies? That that can be the question of the week, but we'll address it later okay. in its proper segment. They have to listen to the end. In the meantime, that's been our top five. Hope you enjoyed it. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a bunch of new releases, Splatoon three, even some news, some other stuff. Stay tuned. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But I want to talk about good cartoons. Talk I want to talk about, about a good cartoon. A good yeah. experience. A movie I have seen three times. What? What? I've seen three times. Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Uh, that's Chippendale Rescue. What the fuck? I, I'm supposed to be the, like the diehard here. Jesus Christ. It, it is, I, does seem like a movie custom made for you, though, Chris, because it's like yeah. the sequel to Roger Rabbit. We never it, is, it is Roger Rabbit, and I, I don't say this with cynicism, it's Roger Rabbit for uh, millennials and Gen Xers. Uh, yeah. and, and, and just because, like, you know, I didn't want to spoil things for Michael. I was just like, Trying to say, like, you're not going to see Mickey, and you're not going to see Donald, really. But, like, dude, there's schnookums in meat in the end credits, for fuck's sake. I don't think that's been acknowledged by Disney in any way ever, but there's, like, they're just, boom, there in the end. It's fucking crazy. It, it, uh, some of those cameos that they got and are the, yeah. Randy Marsh is in a... Randy Marsh is, Randy in Marsh a fucking, is chilling in a sauna. He's in a, in a sauna room. I was... I, I got... With uh, two of the three little pigs. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment, where we're just going to jump straight into that segment known as... I have to draw it out a little or it's no fun. Um, Arcade Paradise is a game that you put on here, Matt. Uh, it is. It's an it's an older game, but I I've been meaning to play for it new so releases. long. Yeah, it's 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 Stop. it's it's an old <laughs> new release, but it's it's something that I I think would resonate with our audience, which is why I felt I, I owed it to. Talk. I, in fact, one of our community members I saw them recommended on the Facebook community a while ago. It's basically it's an arcade management sim. Wait, don't go away. Don't go away, Chris. No, this is like, trust me. This is still good, but it's also mixed with a mini game collection. It, it's an arcade management sim where. One of the ways you improve the profitability of your arcade 
is by playing the arcade games and accomplishing goals that makes them more popular and then they make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it ends up being this like really robust minigame collection where you're slowly buying more arcade machines and, and the premise is you're this girl whose dad has left her a laundromat and said, okay, this is your chance to prove yourself. You get to run a business. And she quickly real there's like a little arcade in the back with like one or two machines. She quickly realizes, hey, the, the arcade machines are making us more money than the laundry business. And in fact, one of the things you eventually learn in the game, you're like, I'm wasting a lot of time doing this laundry minigame thing. I should just focus on the arcade because mm. it makes the 10x the amount of money that the laundry business does. And, and you slowly convert this thing into an arcade. And, and it's, it's really neat. Um... The other reason I think it'll resonate with our fans, it has a strong uh, 80s, 90s vibe to it. In, in, in fact, like there's a jukebox you can buy, and the music playing on there is very 90s, and it's um, it's just a delight. I, I For some reason, this game, and then the, I think the next one that we'll talk about on our list, they're very much like, hey, do you just want to accomplish a bunch of micro goals that don't really do anything for you, and there's a lot of busy work, but you feel like you're accomplishing a lot? Then this is the game for you. And it's only like $25. So they have it's, game, uh, the games you can play... In the arcades that are pretty decent, from what I hear. Well, in, in the games, yeah, they're all they're all ripoffs of, of existing. Like, there's like a Bubble Bobble clone in here, right? That's a pretty yeah. decent Bubble Bobble clone. They 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 have, the, the, yeah, the arcade games themselves. Like the um, they have a, a Pong clone that's not called Pong. It's called like Shuttlecock or something. But it's it's fucking Pong, right? And stuff like that. And I, I just want to give a mild shout out to Paduken. As far as I know, the only podcast. Uh, hosted by people who run an actual arcade, and I'm. This is not why they do it, and I'm. I'm just saying. Uh, everything's on free play, but the idea is like you still want games there that people play, and that finances you to get games that you want to see or games you couldn't justify to your spouse otherwise. <laughs> Can you even imagine like a? I want this God- Godzilla $10,000 ar- pinball machine. They found a way. They found a way to yeah. do it, the magnificent bastards. Yeah, oh. so this game, if you, if you don't have the actual real-world money to buy your own arcade, that this is the next best thing, and it's it's pretty fun. And, and as those sim games go, it's um, it's it's a, I'm having a great time with it. So, yeah, Arcade Paradise, check it out. Cool. Hadouken fans, do it. Um, we also played a bunch of uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, which no, is, we didn't. I think, <laughs> well, I Matt and I did. did. <laughs> this game sucks so good. This <laughs> game, <laughs> I made the joke that uh, this is like if a Facebook game made a wish at, to become a real girl. Yes, it, this game it, is. It, it is the longest standing mobile publisher, The one of the first games I've ever seen on yeah. Game Pass from the longest yeah. standing mobile game publisher. Run by game one of the GMO yeah. brothers, in fact, right? Mm-hmm. It's Gameloft. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, Gameloft. Um, and I played a shitload of Disney Magic Kingdoms until it became clear I found, like every player found a loop around their monetization and they started restricting things. But it was great interacting, like building a park and being in the in the park with all these Disney characters. And now you actually like you know are face you're a character who's face front with these Disney characters, right? Well, that's the thing is it it. There's a little bit of that weirdness, too, with the monetization, because this game's on Game Pass. That's, I believe, how right. both Michael mm-hmm. and I are playing it. And yes, that it's it's got... You can tell there's trappings of monetization hooks, but almost like because it's on Game Pass, you don't need to do that stuff. Like, you know, when I first logged in, I got like a a welcome kit that you would normally get in a mobile game. It's like, hey, thanks for buying this game. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's, your, here's your welcome kit. And I'm like, well, I didn't buy the game. I'm playing this shit for free on Game Pass, but mm-hmm. thanks. You know, like, there's all the hooks there, but it's still like... 
So, you know the part about Kingdom Hearts that I wish Kingdom Hearts had more of, which is, like, actually interacting with Disney characters right. in a meaningful yeah. way? Mm-hmm. This game has that. Like, you, yes. you fucking meet Merlin. Merlin gives you your quests Merlin. when you first start this game. Like, what other game lets you interact with Merlin from Sword of the Stone? Disney the Magic Stone, Kingdom. So. He was the, the head of Disney Magic Kingdoms from Game Lord. Well, there you go. Yeah, you meet with Uncle Scrooge and Goofy, who are both shop owners. Yeah, Uncle Scrooge is a shop owner. Goofy uh, has a, another shop, and he, he specializes in, in fishing. Mickey's there, too. And, it should, and, if, and, if, like, Scrooge is your Tom Nook, you know you're going to get fucked on this game. <laughs> well, there, there's also, like, I've already, I don't know if you've unlocked the castle yet, Michael, but I, I once you unlock this castle, you can choose which world to go into, a little bit like hmm. Kingdom Hearts. And so the world I chose to go into was Remy's world mm-hmm. uh, from Ratatouille. And of course, that's full of cooking mini games. And and when I beat that level, I was able to bring Remy back to my world. And now he's in my town and runs a restaurant in my town. Oh, yeah, right? the, so the rundown so, Shay Remy. Yes, and and so the the meta of this game is really so, this is where I can I can see the monetization hooks and like oh this is where they would want me to be spending money. It's it's building up friendship with the villagers, and that will ultimately unlock more stuff and that's the stuff that takes the longest amount of time um and so they're very much there's like oh there's there's definite facebook game mobile game trappings in this and yet the reason i said it sucks so good is it's like yeah it's that and it's very simplistic and i'm like and yet i'm still compelled to play it because it's got that disney charm and it's a it's a decent one of those like it's Mm -hmm. not as good as stardew valley there's no other game i've ever played um, other than Game Lost, Disney Magic Kingdoms, where you get to interact and hear from, in voice, from more Disney characters. Yeah. And, and, and like, this looked like a, what do you call it? Like, like not an isometric version of tap, tap, that, tap, tap. The Simpsons tapped out version of uh, Disney. Yeah, and that's the thing. is it, It's like Stardew Valley, but with a different perspective. Yeah. Also, not really a lot of farming. You can farm. You can. But you can. it's not the focus. Well, one, one of my complaints is because I'm playing on console, I can tell, like, oh, this would be way better on PC. Like, some of the controls are really fiddly when it comes to, like, trying to place a house or, or place a field to start farming is, like, mm-hmm. there's there, there needs to be more dead zone in, in the stick control because it's, like, that, that cursor will just fly past where you want it to and shit like that. So uh, you can even, you can tell, like, oh, this, this game will have a mobile version because there's, like, a cloud save feature that's, like, mm-hmm. here, play on other platforms. Yeah, and this why game would, would I do that? that? <laughs> This would be perfect for touch controls is, is yeah, why you might yeah. want to do it. So. Um, the, the thing is, like, the from the first trailer of this, like, I, I clocked, like, this is a very specific kind of game because the avatar they're showing off, they have they have a, a lot of avatar options. Um, it they, The avatars look a bit like the, the current Xbox avatars to me, mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, yeah. This is also the only game where, like, one of the avatar models ca- that, you know, just comes standard, like, here, pick one of these, and then you can customize it, has vitiligo. Like, yeah, I've, I've cool. never seen that before. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, but but the, the trailer for this is just, like, you know, this this slightly dowdy-looking woman in, like, a plaid, uh, f- like, a, f- a flannel shirt. Uh, it just, like, looks like this is, like... The self-visualization of a middle-aged mom. <laughs> like, this is how a middle-aged mom might imagine herself in a video game. I, I And just imagine, like, 
Yeah. A middle-aged female Disney fan. Yes. Mm-hmm. They would fucking love this. I'm not yes. trying to pass yes. judgment, Absolutely. but as someone who's a giant Disney fan and has had to interact with some of them who make me feel uncomfortable, you will meet 17-year-olds who feel like 47-year-old mothers of eight. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, before you tell me that's unfair of me to say, I am a middle-aged male Disney fan. Yeah, yeah, no, no, this no, game I'm appeals too, so I'm, I'm, this, I'm, this I'm not judging. judging. They're, they're all saying. nice. They're all nice, but they they not, have like it's not it's not about judging. It's about saying like, oh, I can see where the marketing is aiming with this. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so, weird because oh, yes. like when I lived in San Francisco, they had that Disney store, and like no one was really working there for money they were working there out of devotion out of love <laughs> wow. yeah it was yeah. so great and also like i want to rescue you so bad mm-hmm. none of us <laughs> have been paid we will give our lives to the great disney empire yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so here's the thing if you are a disney fan and if you do like games like animal crossing or stardew valley this is a no-brainer, and especially if you have Game Pass, you yeah. got to try this game. You'll, yeah, yeah. you'll probably like it. It's it's not it, it is the fun. most complex video game. It's it, totally fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. I enjoyed what I played, and I was just like, I've got to play so much other stuff for this week's show. I think that's interesting. I'm to peel myself away. I think that's interesting, and we all know about how those gameplay loops work. <laughs> but uh, the future of Blizzard sort of looks like it is mobile. Given what we've heard about Diablo, which Diablo is not out on Game Pass yet, but it reportedly will be. That's hmm. what I'd heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that, that part of that's because of the Activision uh, Blizzard. Sure, sure. Yeah. But but like we we heard, but it's in it's interesting because the Switch has been doing this for years, but it's a terrible console hmm. at this point. How terrible is it in the new game Splatoon yeah, Three? Splatoon Three. I'll or Splatoon, as we've decided to call when, it. When you're Switch in the hub, it's like 15 frames a second. And, and granted, I'm, I was playing before the game launched. There's plenty of time to fix it. There's plenty of time to fix everything. Everything. But it, but I'm not the biggest Splatoon fan in the universe. I've always thought it like, ah, oh, this is a fun afternoon. I've had more fun with the demos than I have with the final games. Um, it, it always, to me, feels like Splatoon should be included in the Nintendo Online Pass, just the multiplayer mode of mm, like, hey, they, that should yeah. just be a thing you it's get. It's crazy. It's still, because like the most, I spent more time in Splatoon 1 than 2, and it still has the Wii U capability of like drawing a thing that Yeah, how many dicks op- did you see in the lobby? Like, because there's a lot I of the, you can. <laughs> it was sad. I saw a lot of Squid Game references and one guy like, buy my Bitcoin. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> it's so can, much worse very, than a dick drawing. I think he was joking, but you can still like you know you can report. You can unlike other stuff, you can easily report anything mm. by hitting the minus button. Mm. But, but 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 more than that, I am not a guy who doesn't like live games or multiplayer games. I think Nintendo is incapable of having a live or multiplayer game, like. Let's just say Fortnite, a thing that constantly changes and gives you stuff. Nintendo's not ready to do that. The the mm-hmm. thing they had before, and all right, everybody's going to be in Team Ketchup and Team Mayo, and like this is clearly in the game before the game came out, and this is what they think is going to... I don't know what the future of Splatoon 3 is, but 
they streamlined a bunch of stuff, and it has one of the most interesting single-player campaigns I've ever seen. <laughs> How is that? Because really? yeah, the, the single-player yeah. in 2 just kind of felt like, oh, yeah, it's it's mm. like multiplayer maps, but with bots. No, it, 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 it kind of is like advanced training, for the most part, for weapons and maneuvers you might want to use in multiplayer with not a lot of enemies. And I'm, I'm again, I only got to play mm. it for a couple hours. Okay, well, that actually does sound like the campaign from 2, then, because two, the 2 campaign was very much that. It was, like, kind of trying no, to teach you how to use the weapons and traversal. But and it's stuff, not. It, it is not that. It is very much like the, the single-player campaign, because I played both of them. Uh, the third one's campaign is a lot like a, it just as a platformer, like Mario 64. You shoot these things, and then you, uh, if you get enough, you unlock new areas and mm-hmm. get new levels and objectives, and... I've never felt like Splatoon worked as a shooter. I really didn't. And I don't and like whenever you get in a game, like most people aren't shooting. They're rolling no, and whacking the and walls. Yeah. Charging yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's something I'm not really good at, never really got into. But the single player mode is way more robust than it's oh, ever cool. been before. So so compared to the two single player, is this another progression and an advancement? Yeah. Or is, does it feel very similar to two? No, it's player? it's fucking incredible. Great. As far as like a single player experience goes, I gotta be honest. As, as a parent, the multiplayer is always compelling to me. Like it's great to have a game with shooter mechanics that doesn't encourage you to shoot other people that much. It really mm. is more about the ground control game. Of tell the people like I that. played like, against, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I I won. But but like there is a, it is odd where like you know you could play for a couple hours and like you won't have access to the weapons people are murdering you with but oh because you have to unlock but there is a manhole to the left of the lobby where and you can also access everything via the menu it was very buggy because it's nintendo and they're terrible at online shit so i don't trust it to be worthwhile <laughs> uh but, but but like you you instead of walking to a store you can just select i want to go to the head the the, the hat okay. store the gun mm-hmm. store and and again it, it runs at like 10 frames a second it is not good uh but the rest of the game runs great online and off you talk about people murdering you and the other reason i like playing it is like i'm not that great at first person shooters competitively and so like I always felt like, well, I can just sit here and paint the ground with my giant roller and no. mostly avoid people and still feel like I'm contributing toward the success of my team in this game. No, yeah. it's bizarre, but, you know, I, 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 I'm not anti-live games, but, like, Splatoon is so different. So different. Yeah. And I don't understand half the shit <laughs> that's happening to me right now having played the first two games. But there is, I, I, I believe, the single-player experience is, like, multiple hours like you could yeah and it's way better than before because it just it's sort of like you're on a double i always called it nickelodeon the game Mm -hmm. but um it it is kind of like a double dare obstacle course you can play and replay for better scores and better goals and the more you unlock you unlock this fuzzy disease that unlocks more areas uh I'm just saying, like, the only thing I can confirm right now, because I've never been a big fan of the multiplayer, um, is the single player is amazing. It's it's really fun. I'm glad to hear that, because that's, to be honest, that's sort of the 
only reason in my mind that this game should exist, because otherwise, like, I'm like, you should have just launched a map pack DLC for two. Right. You know, like, like for multiplayer mode. And so, yeah, the single player mode is sort of the only reason I would spend another 60 bucks for as, this game. As a... I, I love being able to say this. As a 40-year-old Nintendo fan, you start to resent those <laughs> franchises that get multiple updates within six years, whereas you get one Mario game in, in six years. Yeah, Mario what Kart. What the fuck are you yeah, doing? Where's my Mario Where's all this other stuff I want from Nintendo? And like, it's happened with Brain Age and New Super Mario Brothers. Like, they just focus on that. But uh, this, in my opinion... I don't think it's entirely for me, but it is the best Splatoon to date, and Splatoon has never been bad. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, b- best package altogether for real. Well, I'm excited cool. to play it now. That sounds great. I believe it's I, been I, unlocked did, as of this it, recording. Do, so. do, do, do you guys play it with them? Uh, I had a really hard time with the motion control aspect. I don't do the motion, but I've heard if you want to get good, that's how you. I did it with game. the Wii because the Wii had, had a bunch of other games that trained me to do that, but like it really fucked me up, and I turned it off, and I I felt slower and worse when I did, but it was mm-hmm. so awkward. I always turn off the motion controls. You can do the motion on the little p- holder thing, right? It can you can basically have the full controller set up, but then it's just it, tilting. It, it has to paint a setting mode like are you in TV mode or are you in handheld mode? And I think it will automatically okay. adjust to whatever you're doing. Does uh, the pro controller have like yes. certain like yeah, the, 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 the motion? Yeah. motion? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's really good, but like it is also like I'm a Monster Hunter fan, so I'm used to resetting the camera every five seconds, but I couldn't, yeah. I still can never get used to it in Splatoon. Hmm. Yeah, I've played Splatoon 2, and the, um, I feel like the game starts defaulting the motion controls on. I play with the Pro Controller, and then once you get through, I think, the tutorial, it lets you get, it get the option to turn it off. There's, there's okay. a lot of areas where it will not let you turn it off, even when you're in single player. There's a lot of, I remember I was going to shops, I'm like, I would love to sell you stuff, but you're in offline mode. And like, I didn't decide to be in offline mode. Can I go to the menu and be in online mode? I cannot. This to me is a very, and like, I'd be mad, but like, this is a Nintendo problem that happens constantly. Mm. Like, uh, it also um, wasn't out officially yet, so <laughs> you can say that. But like, there's really no difference. <laughs> like in a Nintendo <laughs> online product, I, I think it also heard a lot of games are experiencing server issues because of the power problems California's having because so many mm, server farms true. are here on the West. So. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, but like, sure. those are. I'm not complaining about those because those are all issues that can be easily fixed. What is here is fun and nice. worth. A Nintendo. I'm, I'm not the biggest Splatoon fan. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I would not have bought this because I like the last two Splatoons. I bought it because I was doing this show and I had the ability to do so early. All right. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Immortality. You played a bunch since it came out last week, Anthony. Anthony. Uh, we we just glossed over it, but it seems like yeah. a really cool idea. Well, I'm I'm kind of the Sam Barlow fan of mm-hmm. the group i've played the other what? games he's made and and love the full motion video that he just oh right keeps leaning into that motif it's the her but story like, guy this, yeah. I ha- yes this is the mm-hmm. her story guy I-, I haven't tried this one yet so anthony i want i am anxious it's to on hear game pass it, so. i'm surprised you yeah i saw that I've, I've downloaded it i have not oh, okay. i've been playing disney dreamlight valley michael come on oh, fair enough I've never played Her Story and Telling Lies, even though I've been interested in those games for a little bit. So this Her is Story my first... is better than Telling Lies. I, I really That's what I've heard. Yeah. So this is my first Sam Barlow game. 
and I've just heard so many people talking about it this week about how interesting it was. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump on Game Pass and check it out. I've never played a game like this. Uh, I mean, I've played full motion, like, FMV games. Not the overall tra- idea of... <laughs> yeah, actually stuff like old school stuff. The overall idea of this game is uh, interesting because the overarching story is about this actress named uh, Marissa Marcel. And it's supposed to be the story of what happens to her. And in her career, she stars in these three movies that never get released. So you go through the game and say, for example, if if you guys are in the movie and I'm looking at the screen, and let's say this is a a scene that you're all in, if I click on one of your faces, uh, the game will do a thing where it kind of jumps to an edit of like, okay, now you're clicking on, say, Michael. It'll be another scene that Michael's in from either another movie or it could be it could be a rehearsal. Any other thing? This in is the story. his gimmick. This is okay. So just yeah, for context, what his gimmick has been in the other games, they're search games. You yeah. you search for terms and and clips appear of stuff that contains if that word is said or if a person's in that clip or whatever. And this sounds like the evolution of that of like okay yeah you, now you're clicking on a on a person's face in a scene and it's going to show you other scenes that that person's in and and. Correct me if I'm wrong, the gimmick of this one, it's probably like his other games. It doesn't really tell you the story. You're inferring the story from what you see in the clips. And, and the way you beat, quote unquote, this game is you try to piece together what her story is based on the clips you're seeing. But you might see those in a completely different order than someone else compared, you know, depending on what order you watch it in. Right. And so yeah. some like for her story, you can actually solve the mystery quite quickly if you enter the right search string quickly enough or whatever. But uh, most of the time it takes a lot longer to piece I'm that. I'm really together. trying to figure well, out if Matt's assertion here is knowledgeable or cynical. No, he's, he's right on from, from what I've played of this because so, okay. The way this game feels to me is like, it's like if you're if you're sitting down to edit something and someone comes up to you and go, hey, I've got these uh, files for you to edit, but they are not in order, so here's a batch. And you're looking at what could possibly be three complete movie storylines plus, like, the documentary footage of the actual people, you know, around the making of those movies. And no matter what you click on, you don't know what you, where you're going to jump to. And you can also yeah. click on items, you know. And each item, you might click on, like, an apple in a scene. It'll take you to a whole other, like... And Apple and a whole other thing or something similar. And it's got this like David Lynch vibe to me. That's what I care most about. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Well, it's just because I've been, I think I played today for maybe three hours and I could not tell you until maybe that very last hour that I was playing, I didn't really have any idea of what was fully going on in any of the stories until I started to catch a hint of something that I was like, wait a minute, and I started yeah. to piece something together, and that kept me wanting to go into it. And I've got a like, I've got a high tolerance for like you know stories like right. this, and it makes me like want to keep going with it. These, so these it's are really thread interesting. Games. These are games where you you all of a sudden will start to pull a thread and you go, oh shit, I remember yeah. seeing an apple in ten scenes before, and you start to pull the thread and go, oh my god, and then all of a sudden just you you piece together the story and it's like a flood of stuff. That that's. Yeah. This game seems like he basically did that model, but he got a bigger production budget because it's actually like scenes versus all the other games he did were talking heads. It was like someone looking at a webcam and doing an interview, basically. Well, and, I, and, and I, my, looks... my, my big because I have Game Pass, but my Xbox got knocked out by lightning. It's on it's on Game Pass PC. If you have I know, PC I know. Well. But like I, all my PCs are, you know, focused oh, on these. Gotcha. A thousand podcasts I have to do all the time, but 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 it was more um, um, 
you know, I worked at PC Gamer. I still follow PC Gamer, and this is their highest rated game of the year so far. That's wild. Uh, I would tell you one thing about, uh, and I heard this mentioned somewhere else before I started playing it. If you do play it, I would suggest playing with the controller. Because mm. there's sometimes when you scrub through the footage that your controller starts shaking. And those moments, you have to kind of go frame by frame or slow down or, or like kind of get real like detailed into it. And you'll sometimes reveal a whole other scene that's behind that scene. I think if you do with mouse and keyboard, you have to like listen for audio cues. But if you do with the controller, you will feel the controller vibrate. In certain areas where you got to focus on them. Well, I, I, like what I wanted to ask was, um, how fast did this like click in for you? Because when I was reading about it, it's like if this takes five hours to start, like Twilight Princess. <laughs> I wasn't even using an FMV game uh, to to make my example here. How long is this, when did this click for you? Honestly, the first hour, every time I clicked something, I was like, okay, what is this going to do? What is this going to mm. do? And that first hour was just that. And me thinking, well, if I click on this, I think it'll do this. And everything, I guess, was fucking wrong. In the second hour, though, as I started to kind of like, you start to see more strange things that happen that you didn't see before. They're like, wait, 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 what what the fuck was that? I think probably somewhere like in that second hour, I got enough of like, there's more going on here and I don't know what it is. And it was enough to make me want to keep going. I'd say for most people, that might be an hour or two. You'd be like, I don't really care about this. But if you're kind of like, like, that's why I said there's like a David Lynch kind of vibe to it. It's weird enough that you might be curious enough to keep going and see what's what's happening. And I've heard some people beat this game between four hours to like nine on like the long side. It, yeah, it just depends on how quickly you are at catching on to the hints. And, and, and honestly, yeah, you... It depends on person to person. You might get into it within the first hour if you're if you're like, oh yeah, you kind of notice the hints. These are kind of games that I take notes while playing, like on the side. Sometimes. Like I will usually have a notepad, like because that's they're they're having you piece together a story. And and actually, what the one of the shortcomings of the previous games is they didn't really have good notes fields, note taking uh, devices to let you do mm. that. So, didn't come um, with a manual or a styrofoam bar at the bottom of the game. No like assholes. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 interesting, and when they do like the different movies that are in it, each movie has a different. I think ones in the seventies, ones eighties, ones in nineties, and they do have a different actual look to where they look mm-hmm. like they were filmed in the era. Nice. There's a, a thing where there's like a Johnny Carson type of guy interviewing mm-hmm. the actress, and it looks like it's footage from like the seventies and eighties. Uh, you have disappeared from yeah. this game, and uh, you've been stalked. <laughs> Carson, you say Carson? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very like a Carson. Carson right? yeah. I, was, I was watching that, and like that was the first clip that I saw. And I was like, "There's more to a Johnny Carson impression than just keeping a very stiff upper lip." Like, that that fucking Rick and Morty parody of that Vat of Acid episode, and like, uh, "Eat my ass." I didn't know ass was on the menu, and he adjusts his tie. <laughs> like that, it was the best animated impression I've seen in years. Nice. I would say with Immortality, if you're going in expecting what you normally get with a full motion video adventure game, that's not what Sam Barlow games are. They're not, you're not linearly watching a story and then choosing a path to take. It's very much, it's, I've started all his games, games. but my time, like my patience is very limited. So that's why I wanted to know, like, when does this like, oh, what am I supposed to do? That's what I'm telling you. I feel like. I'm going to give this another, maybe like another hour or two tomorrow and see how I feel about it. But I feel like I saw enough weird shit tonight that I was like, <laughs> I want to dig in a little more because I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. You know, and I'll see if like another hour or two makes me want to keep going all the I way. I mean, through. yeah, like uh, David Lynch was my, my two weeks ago research. So like that was 
fun and and, and I couldn't stop. I could not stop. Yeah. I I wasn't rewarding because he's David Lynch. Because <laughs> it's yeah. Fire Walk with yeah, me. it was Fire Walk. <laughs> the worst movies ever made. Oh my god! Hey. Like all these funny characters are now rapists. Great. But if but if you can watch like you know David Lynch movie because you're like I kind of like the odd you know vibe to it and everything and you're patient with that kind of stuff give it a shot if you have game pass give it like an hour maybe after that hour see if you're if you're intrigued or not and you'll kind of know from Great. there a- hours a good mark then cool yeah uh, and it's on game pass anyone play nba 2k3 hey i'm guessing it's like nba 2k22 23 sorry <laughs> 2k23 it i mean these games i, I joke Yo, they do change from year to year but like Look, if if you know if you're going to play this game, and you probably don't need our opinion on these to know if you're going to mm-hmm. play them, I, I, I could record a segment with TL probably where we talk about it. But uh, it's it's a Matt. What was it like shooting the rock? Right. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure there's no arcadey basketball games out this year, so this is the only basketball game mm. in town. If you want to play video basketball games. Play this, and uh, we talked a bit about Circus Electric last week with Hell the yeah. writer Chris Baker. I uh, just want to point out it is out now. If you are curious to play it, it is a uh, what did he call it? Um, what's the game I'm thinking of? Darkest Dungeons, it's yeah. sort of like that, but with circus people in Victorian a deep London. Battle RPG with yeah. a um, wonderful motif of turn of the century circus people in. Um, I think most of them sound American in London, though, which mm-hmm. I'm such a big fan of that period. Circus people, it, like wrestlers, like they, 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 they were, it was the same job. Yeah, strong I'm men, only a fan of American werewolves in London. That's, uh, that's, I, it's that's, one of the best that's... movies of all time. How you about American be. clowns in London? I found uh, not as big a fan. We, we did, who we also did... heal you. Yeah, that's true. Healer clowns. Healer clowns. Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. outer space. And, uh, yeah, that that's great. I also played The Last of Us Part 1. And... Oh! That's the one we should all be excited to hear about. <laughs> Is it? Oh, yeah. It's, have Ooh. you, okay, let me ask you a question. Have you played The Last of Us? I, yes. This I, is very similar. Uh, I, I like the way you described it off, Mike, well, Michael, of what it accomplished. It's like, I, I played the remastered version uh, two years ago. Yeah, it's not mm. remastered. It is a full remake. It is right. on yeah. the scale of, you know, the Shadow of the Colossus remake that came out for PS4. So it's Which is great. It's really good. Um, the thing is, Shadow of the Colossus is a very easily replayable game. This, yeah. if you've already finished The Last of Us, is like, you know, you will remember these story beats. You'll be like, oh, I remember this bit. Yes, I've seen this bit. It is the best looking version of that. It looks amazing. How, how did you describe it? You said basically this this is how you remember the game in your mind's eye. Yeah, right? this is, is how like... you remember the game looking, you know, as opposed to how it actually looked. But the problem with that is that when you go back and you play it, it's the same game it's reliving yeah. the experience right. and yes it, it is the best looking version of that experience but it's the same and, yeah. essential game underneath and and we've talked about before these these games the last of us games they are they're not meant to be thing i don't i hate, hate to say it this way they're not meant to be like enjoyable necessarily the entire they're, they're meant to be rough trips that, mm-hmm. that that tug at your heartstrings mm-hmm. and emotions and it's not anything i want yeah. to do again because I did it once and it was great and but I don't need to experience that again. It's um, yeah, that, just me personally. I, I mean, I, I it, it still has that. I think one of the best openings of any game ever. That sure. I, I think I called it on Twitter like 
you know, Naughty Dog's answer to the first opening minutes of Up, where, yes, you're playing as the, the little girl who tragic things happen to. And uh, then, yeah, jump to 20 years later, and now it's a post-apocalyptic survival storyline. But uh, I want to yeah, see it's, that, that, it's that still great adorable woman who uh, was crying already, and then they jump forward in time to the rabbit coming out of the hole, and then she gets shot by an arrow, and she just chokes herself. That's what? Last of Us to me. I have no um, idea what you're talking about. Oh, no? You have not seen that famous clip? It's 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 a semi-famous clip. Oh, yeah, clip. I've seen that video. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. A, a streamer, like, overcoming what happened in a cutscene that jumps ahead, like, you know, five years or wherever it does, and then a rabbit mm-hmm. gets murdered in front of your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. yeah. it's, it's not a nice game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I hear Schindler's List a lot, but that, there are other painful stories that happen this is not schindler's list uh this is the road uh yes but like sure uh the it has no societal impact and you don't have to feel any way about nazis uh it's the road and i i read the book the road twice um uh, you know i was i was on the road um but i yeah, like I don't. It's it's hard to imagine playing through Last of Us again, and better graphics will make it an experience I desire. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's what we're saying is is if you're not in the mood to be sad again, um, well, you might not want to replay was, through it, it was, again. It was more that like I didn't get the PlayStation Plus premium level. I got the extra level, not the essential. It's very confusing. And one of the categories is remasters, and like you click mm-hmm. on remaster, and it's like we have an Ape Escape remaster. I'm like, when were you going to tell me that? I would have paid for, no matter what the yeah. price was. <laughs> I want to hit, I want to hit monkeys with lightsabers. Like it's yeah, the, <laughs> the PS1 remasters are pretty cool, um, right. but this is not. But they, but they made is... it seem like a remaster was part of the highest tier of PS Plus, and I just assumed. Mm-hmm. This would be part of it, and like, not only is this not part of it, it's ten dollars more expensive than every game in the universe. Well, is this no, is seventy dollars. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's seventy, $70 full seventy. So that that is what they're positioning as the current gen price for things. Uh, this is what a lot of games cost. I know, right now, but it's like bucks. it's where you get God of War three remastered. This isn't there. Yeah, but it, it's it's not a remaster. This isn't like a remaster, it, this a this is a, a remake, but it's. It is like, yeah, top to bottom, like, you can see, like, yeah, they they redid everything, but it's still the same story. But, like, oh, my God, there's so much detail. You can see, like, the ray-traced reflection of Joel's daughter as she stands in front of the sliding glass door. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I I played the the PS4 remaster, and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it it had, like, you saw scenes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was one of the best-looking PS3 games I've ever seen on the PS4. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say this. Like, if you've never played The Last of Us, this feels like the definitive way to play it. Yes, and this, this is absolutely the definitive version. And I think the reason they did this is because they want to have a version of this story that is not mm. just a remaster for when the HBO series hits and yes. people are like, I love this series, where can I play the game? That uh, was well, my here theory, it is. that we have a, a rep- representative of the PlayStation brand, like, mm-hmm. this is not a four, it's not a ten, it's ten years old almost. It is, yeah. 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 
Uh, we, we have a, rep- a representative product of this if the public likes this. Can you imagine? We just talked about this. If everybody liked Lord of the Rings and there was a right now version of Lord current-gen Lord of the Rings game mm-hmm. available, uh, yeah. Sony could make millions, but like, you know... I what, if, what if they did a tri- AAA remake, remake yeah. of, of The Two Towers or right. Return of the King? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Right. Like, that has never happened before in the history of anything because we have not seen a ton of video game adaptations and we have seen even fewer that penetrate the zeitgeist and that everyone cares about. Yep. If they really want to piss people off, they should do another version of the game with the characters from the HBO series, kind of like Street Fighter. You know, I I would not at all put it past them to put out skins. Hold on. Hold on. DLC. This series stars the Mandalorian. If they offered Mm -hmm. a Pedro Pascal pack, who wouldn't? That, I would play it tomorrow, and yeah. I don't care now. The the Mandalorian and Leanna Mormont from Game but, of Thrones. Because pe- people were pissed off about this game. They're like, wait, you're doing another one of these. You're charging 70 They should do another $70 I, game oh, that I is just that. Like, I, just I, I see what you're saying, but like, you should charge me 10 bucks for a Pedro Pascal pack. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I would play they this should. game tomorrow. I, I would buy it. Right now, <laughs> I'm four years removed from a like a 100% playthrough. I don't mm. get it. And I understand people being mad about this, but it, it's not Naughty Dog working on this. is another company. So Naughty Dog's mm. still working on whatever they're working on. The, uh, but, but, but uh, Michael, mm-hmm. sorry, what's your final thoughts on this? You did say it. Like, it's it's not a pleasant game to run through. I, I mean, in in my case, it's it's just more like, yeah, I feel like, you know, I've, I remember all this. I've, I've been here. I've done that. Uh, you know, oh yeah, here's the bit where you I, I'm going to have to go up into the slanted skyscraper that's partially fallen mm-hmm. over. Like, there's not really surprises for someone like me right. who's been through it. So, it, you know, it does kind of have that feeling of diminishing returns. Like, do I really want to play through this again? Irrespective of any emotional impact, it's just like, do I feel like retracing my steps through this game right now? There might be some people out there like, you know, we replayed Super Mario 3, right? That's our mm-hmm. comfort food. Maybe yeah. The Last of Us. It's like how I watch Mr. Deed starring Adam Sandler every year. It's my comfort food. <laughs> oh, I got the big bacon classic. It's so good. And, and mostly it's just because I know they, there's a very long period before, like, the game really gets going and right. gets good. And I, you know, it just kind of, I, I, I got partway into that period like I'm, I'm at the part where the very first uh clickers show up the mm-hmm. the mushroom zombies and uh like yeah this this bit is a little bit boring it hasn't really picked up yet so and this is not this is not my first time replaying the game either right. so it's just like you're right I, too. I know this i know this i'm surprised they don't just have level select unlocked from the beginning because yeah this is the mm-hmm. kind of thing it's close enough where you're like or just have a cheat code like let me let me open up level select so mm-hmm. i can skip ahead yeah, to when, stuff when, once you realize the clickers are your uh the least of your problems mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's everyone yeah. else. Uh, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's the people who can see you that mm-hmm. are the problem. Wait, you mean like every other piece of zombie fiction out there? Mm-hmm. Humans are the real monsters? Like, oh. I, don't, I don't know of another game other than Last of Us that really leans into like, you thought you were playing a zombie game, but you're going to be killing your fellow man over and over mm-hmm. again. And, yeah. and that's why it's like, it's not the most pleasant experience, but it is like... God, combat-wise, loading-wise, 
disease control. Yeah. Just, just once I'd like to see a piece of zombie fiction where all the people are friendly. Yes. Like, oh, no, there's way too few of us. We need to band together and not fuck with you each other. You kill a zombie, and, he gives you like a thumbs yeah. up like in Monster Squad. And, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and the zombies are just a metaphor friends. for zombies. Oh, what there is a there is a game like that. What's that one that's kind of the um? You're, it's the open world Microsoft Zombie series. Oh, State the, of Decay. Yeah, yeah, State yeah, of yeah. Decay is like. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's a good one. You, you burn through people in that game. Oh yeah, though, yeah. They're like... Disposable, basically. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, did anyone play Temtem? Should we just move on? No, I, it's Anthony did. That was a game that was in, I think, early access on PC. It, it's now out on console, and I think got its full release. It's a Pokemon clone. I'm pretty hmm. sure that that's what I hear about. Take your word. I hear it's good. I threw Anthony yeah. into the bus. Um. You know, I was like, I'm trying to know what the hell Tim Tim was until yeah. I looked at it. The picture of the bitches yeah. now. That uh, yeah. Peter Jackson follow-up to Lord of the Rings. He made a Tim Tim's, <laughs> um, <laughs> a bunch of Tim Tim movies. I should have stayed for those two towers yeah. credits. I would have seen <laughs> really? shit. Yeah. Peter Jackson you, you will Tim be Tim coming out. Tim Tim. <laughs> Tim Tim's recruiting Frodo for the Avengers initiative. Uh, anyway, let's move along to... Oh man, the console wars, wars, wars. console wars, never console change. wars never change. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, uh, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan was out there this week. Um, let's say shots, shots were fired. This was so funny. So so uh, fairly recently, Phil Spencer was out there talking about um, how even though Microsoft was buying Activision Blizzard. Call of Duty would continue to be on PlayStation platforms for at least a few years. And he was, the way he was describing it, he's like, actually, we're being pretty generous. It's like once the current deal expires, we're doing another several years. And uh, basically, uh, Jim Ryan then came out, the PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan is like, well, he he called, he called the the deal inadequate. He said, and and basically, it turns out, I think it's going to be another six years or something like that. It's it's not, he, he said, a couple, you know, a few years. It is right. literally the end of the contract Activision signed before Microsoft bought them, which is three years. No, it's right. the end of the contract plus three years. So plus I guess in that years. case, it would be six years. That's why. That's why I was saying six okay. years. It's it's the the current contract plus another three. Mm-hmm. And Jim Ryan's out there calling that inadequate, which feels a little bit of a double standard for a guy who. Final Fantasy VII Remake, still not on Xbox platform, right? right? This, is a, this is a platform that specializes in console exclusives. But it, like, but Sony's was, whole strategy it, is having console exclusives. It was the home for, yeah. for uh, Call of Duty, since PS4, Call of Duty DLC Day 1. It was the yeah. exclusive home. And let's not kid ourselves that there's equivalency there. Final Fantasy was not Xbox's bread and butter for yeah. over a decade. He's he's taking he's taking so much food out of Sony's pocket. He had to tweet about it. It's so funny. But, well, well, he didn't just tweet about it. He was he was talking to the press yeah. about this. He like went on record. But it's basically like it sounds like a lot of sour grapes. It's like yeah, yeah. dude, they they are buying the company so mm-hmm. that they can have this exclusive. Yeah, they are. Let's be honest. They're being generous by giving you this thing for another six years. What's your like plan they could with just... Destiny, buddy? Have you revealed that? <laughs> But right, also, yeah. you're all millionaires. Who gives a shit? Like, uh, yes. At some point, two two hundred dollars, we can play all the stuff. Who cares? 
Well, the, the question is, are people going to buy the PlayStation 6 if they know I'm not going to play uh, no, be able to I, play I, Call I, of Duty on this? You're right. Yeah. right. It, it, is, it is one of the few games that can decide yes. the success of a console. Right. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but, but not. And, and, so, I, I think Sony's more powerful than Call of Duty. Because uh, Call of Duty, uh, the previous generation, was all Xbox. Well, okay, so speaking of generations, that's what I found interesting about the story. The, there's one bit of insight that I was like, oh, that makes sense. The timing, almost the lines you could imagine, like, oh, maybe what Microsoft is actually saying, it's it's the current contract plus three years. Oh, does that align with the end of this console generation? Are they basically I, saying does. we're going to let you put out Call of Duty titles yeah. on PlayStation 5 and then on 6 they won't be on there? You Probably, know, like, yeah. That would make sense, right? We're, we're this generation. I could see going about another six years. So yeah, that, that that would totally line up. So that was the most interesting part to me. Is I'm like, hmm, okay, so maybe Microsoft is biding their time. Because here's the I, thing: I liked watching these billionaires argue over a choice that will eventually be like four hundred dollars for me. Yeah. Here, here's the thing: it is a big gamble on Microsoft's part, like taking it off Sony platforms. They would make a ton of money by by keeping it on Sony platforms, right. right? So their bet by taking it off is they will get more money from people switching to Xbox and Game Pass than they would from the royalties they get for that game selling on PlayStation, which is, I, I don't know that that... That's not necessarily a bet I would take. I, 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 I would probably I go for the PlayStation money. Because so far, what Microsoft has bought in the forms of uh, Minecraft... And uh, what what Epic has done with Rocket League, it, it like exclusivity doesn't make any sense. Uh, the more the more people you can play with, the more robust your universe is that people can interact with, the better. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you can give it free to Xbox users, and then make PlayStation users pay sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, seventy. Uh, which, which is where, seventy where, for that. Like we've been living in that environment for fucking three years like uh yeah. microsoft users on game pass don't have to pay for minecraft uh mm-hmm. they can play it universally with every other platform and microsoft has been, has been pretty cool with that um mm. not putting it on playstation not a huge fan of like call of duty works because it's ubiquitous mm. yeah. It, yeah yeah but also i hasn't sony done exclusivity deals with Call of Duty where they've gotten like content and shit first. I know they did that with with Destiny or they both they, had deals where so it's They did. The, the 360 but the 360 had all Call of Duty uh content exclusive to them and the PS4 had all Call of Duty exclusive to them. We saw right. what it looked like yep. when it went on both platforms because you know, Activision went where the money is. But that's that's why I think people are calling Jim Ryan out. Like, well, hold on, you guys had exclusivity yeah. deals with Call of yeah. Duty before too. It's like, why you're you're just mad about this but one because I, I you're on this, the losing end of this it. This again is like a, a much bigger deal. Like, no, it PlayStation just won't have Call of Duty games past this point unless they negotiate something. Uh, it, it probably more unfavorable terms, which I would say is is dumb. Like every system should have Call of Duty. Like even mm-hmm. like the fucking leapfrog but if you're on xbox and you sign up for game pass you get all the dlc and you get like uh 10 days at exclusive that's enough that's enough yeah, sure it's just like this this seems to me like 
You know, it's the checkmate that was never supposed to happen. It's, right. it's mm-hmm. like exactly. Roe v. Wade being overturned, where it's just like, yeah. no, we were always supposed to fight yes. over this, but never actually have yes. someone win. Yes. Dog that caught the car horse shit. Like, yes. what are you supposed to do with this? Put this in one exclusive environment where you never make a Call of Duty game in another console? That's ridiculous. Why would you buy this? Why would you buy this franchise? Well, it's like Xbox has been going out of their way lately, too, with the Game Pass. Like, you know, they've been adding it to, like, you know, smart TVs and try to put yeah, on mobile devices yeah, and yeah. so many different platforms. But I just don't see a world in, like, which that makes up the money you lose by taking it off of yes. PlayStation. Well said. Well, well in said. that world, maybe that's maybe. the thing is is maybe if it's not just locked to a console, if it is on TVs and stuff like that, like, okay, then maybe potentially they could make more money on Game Pass. I Again, I wouldn't take that bet. I would rather have the money from royalties of having it on all the various platforms. Here's but. my uh, prognostication, which is the closest thing to like what I know is going to happen. They're going to try and make it exclusive to Xbox, and then in within 18 months or two years, they're like, this franchise doesn't mean anything if it. this is our Stranger Things. <laughs> like This has to be everywhere. It has to be everywhere. It doesn't work. Or if, if they try to swing it to where, hey, Halo hasn't been what we wanted it to be. Yeah. Uh, if we start to get people to associate Call of Duty with Xbox, mm-hmm. and that becomes a thing that maybe takes a spot that Halo's had for so long. You know, it could be like on that long game. But and- I think they'll do that in two years. And in that two years, whatever Call of Duty, uh, whatever they fed, fuck the brand. Like what people do online will be different five mm-hmm. years from now. It just will. So, so speaking of which, that five years from now, that's the thing. I'm not saying Call of Duty is is not a very popular brand. It's still one of sure, the, of if course. not the biggest seller every year. It has lost a lot, though, yes. of that cachet. Like yeah. year over year sales have finally started to sort Elden of Ring has outsold Call of Duty yeah. two Call of Duties this year, which has never yeah. happened before. Yeah. Elden Ring, Elden Ring, which shouldn't be the same demographic at all. I mean, it's still a. I'll be honest, it's a baller move on Phil Spencer's mm-hmm. part, like, to do this. Like, it's a ballsy and baller move, but it's not the biggest, hugest franchise that it was, let's say, five years ago or something, I, I think right? the, so the, the Blizzard stuff is a way better than Call of Duty. I think Call of Duty is a franchise on its way out, period. Um, it has it has undersold every year for the last five years. Um, mm. So I don't I don't think it matters that much. It's really, for me as a gamer, like, getting Blizzard stuff on my Xbox, that's what's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and that has a way bigger player base than, than Call of Duty does. The If mm. you combine all StarCraft, WarCraft, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so yeah, I mean, this is it, for me. It's just fun to see. Oh, I, dude, I like seeing the console work. Watching going. millionaires <laughs> you know, fight it out and then beg us for their for their cheap shit. Oh, it's wonderful. You get fifty cent to buy all your Call of Duty copies on PlayStation. There you go, and he can troll Ja Rule again. <laughs> he jumps yeah, in uh, Ja Rule's house. Gets what's that guy's name? The GIF of the Godzilla guy. Let them fight. Oh, it'll oh, only benefit yeah. us. Ken Watanabe. Hmm. Yes. Ken Watanabe. Yeah. That's- uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, we we're talking about Xbox Game Pass and being a play. Xbox finally revealed the first details of the friends and family plan for Game Pass. Um, this is something that had been rumored, and I think they're testing it still in, in some smaller markets. But basically, this is a plan where you get to share Game Pass amongst a small group of friends and family. 
Um, and right now they are charging, it looks like 22 euros per month, which if you were to do the equivalents or something, it's looking like it's going to be about $10 more than the current Game Pass Ultimate plan. So it, if it comes over, and I think it is coming over to the US, it'd be about $25 per month. But I mean, for friends and family, that, that all of a sudden makes sense. It's like, sure, yeah, 25 mu- bucks a month. We split that amongst a couple people. Like this is, um, it's, it feels like a lot of Game Pass. It feels very generous, right? It's like, wow, well, that, that seems like a pretty good deal, you know? One of those things where we have to remember right now, this is how Silicon Valley works. Right now, we're given a price where we're stealing. We're stealing. Remember when Netflix streaming happened? It's less than 20 right. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what your bill is, but like mine is no longer four ninety nine. dollars Yeah. It's yeah. the drug dealer model, right? We're going to give you a little bit of a taste yes. for free or for cheap, and then you get hooked, and then you're going to really pay us all. Yes, but it, as long as it's cheaper than cable nonsense, like... I don't care. $15, what we're dealing with now is a fucking steal for what we're getting uh, yeah. for Game Pass. Not PlayStation Plus yet, but we make them fight the same way they did when they announced the prices of the, the console, like three ninety nine. Like We make them fight. It's going to be great. And I think one of the compelling things about this is it's basically, it's the Game Pass Ultimate version, right? So it goes across both console and PC, so your friend doesn't have to have an Xbox. If he has a gaming PC, he can he can take yeah, advantage there's not, of there's that. There's not an easy way to include uh, Game Pass and Gold other than Ultimate. Like, it's kind of impossible. Ultimate is both, plus extending it to, to PC. Right. Um, you could imagine, like... If we had this in college, this this is meant for college students, right? right? This is like a bunch oh, of people yeah. in a dorm sharing. But th- sharing this is what a so. billion dollar corporate like. Let's wait twenty years from now, we'll own this market. It's not a. It's capitalism at, at its worst. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest; they own it already. They like they, other people had tried subscriptions. PlayStation Plus is a thing. But Game Pass is, is Sony's dominant trying, when it comes but I've worked for Japanese gaming. companies. I don't see it ever working. I really don't. Because every 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 big uh, game on PlayStation Plus... Pre- Do we even know what to call it yet? There's there's like three I levels, know. three tiers. It's, what is it? Is it like Essential? Is, no, Essential's the base. They're all mm. Japanese companies. They're all Japanese companies. And I'm a, big, I'm a bigger fan of Japanese games than I am American games. Western games, uh, but Sony's not doing the work. They're not fighting the fight the right way, and they're going to lose. Well, I, th- I think they're going to have to reevaluate their their current strategy of we're not offering day and date our first party titles on as part of this, which to Microsoft is the most appealing. Right, part, right. right. It's like yeah. yeah, you're you're getting all the Bethesda stuff. You're going to get all the Activision stuff. Mm-hmm. You're getting all the Microsoft. The we just Microsoft bought, first party bought stuff. Destiny. Oh, can I play Destiny without paying a cent again? No, you just talked about no. the Last of Us remake. No, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. It's it, that's it. They're right. not even offering their new games. They're not even offering their five year old games on 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 their yeah. PS. Ugh, I hate that. That'll be the first brick in the wall to fall. Is is it'll just be it'll like be nuts, man. It'll, the, those will come to the service much sooner than they it's already gonna be are. Nuts. It'll, it'll because be Nintendo will emerge. They are the Disney Plus. They're the thing that, like, I cannot believe I can get all this stuff in one price. And Nintendo's been doing a family plan for yeah. a little while, but it's like their online is just not great. Yeah. 
Um, and then, so an- more Xbox news. So Microsoft announced a new, more affordable Elite controller, yes. which is awesome. Uh, there are trade-offs, however. So uh, the price tag on this one is only 130 down from the normal Elite, which is 180 But with that lower price, first of all, you get a different look. This thing looks like an Oreo. It's got yeah. like... A white middle part, and then the 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 grips Stop are black it, instead starving. of being all black. Describe it less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm very interested in this because I, full confession, own both models of Elite controller. They are both very nice, and and it's it's really like it's the same thing in terms of functionality, largely. But it's like getting a massive like upholstery upgrade for your car or something like that. It's the same car. But man, it feels nice to use. But, but but this one is missing. It'd be like, yeah, if certain parts of a new car were missing. Because in order to get that cheaper price, mm-hmm. it will not no longer come bundled with a lot of the cool extras that the the game and, and, that the original elites have, which includes sucks. The, because those well, let me, extras let me, are let me big, list what those deal. are missing first, and we can talk about them. So there's, it's not going to have the carrying case. It will not have a charging dock. It will not have the additional thumbsticks because there's different sizes and, and different tops of the thumbsticks with the current one. It will not have the USB-C cable. It will not have the different D-pad. So it's a it's like a it's a toned back. Now, here's why you are lucky, Michael. You own the second-generation Elite. Yeah. All of those components that you have will work with this one and are interchangeable. Ooh. I'm fucked because I only have Elite Controller Version 1. None of that stuff works uh, on this yeah. on this new well, Elite. The, the charging dock might actually be the best thing about it because it's yeah. it's magnetic and it just like I don't know how you're gonna charge this thing without I, I guess you know just with the cable, but like it doesn't have the removable battery that other Xbox models do. It just has like these three little metal dots on the back, and you line those up with three metal dots on the charger, and the magnets take hold. You can't put no. batteries into it at all. No, it doesn't open. Oh, it's it's, it's just all that. integrated. It's it's kind of neat if you have the the bits. Yeah, it doesn't like the new model doesn't come with the paddles either, which for a lot of people are a big selling point. I have never used them. I don't I don't like them. My hands ought, accidentally trigger them all the time. They're sort of used. Mm-hmm. Here's the other that, big thing that's though. That's accessibility stuff that like yeah. is not for It's it's not us. Yeah, I mean, so, mm-hmm. sometimes it's for us, but like I don't have to do like Oh, I'm playing an MMO and I want to map this specific button combination to right. something I can just trigger quickly. It was never that hard to map buttons mm-hmm. from the NES era onward until now. It's not meant primarily for accessibility, but that's actually a good use for it. Yeah, you know, no, it's it's, for it's sure. more meant for like driving games if you want a quick shift and stuff. No, no, like I it's know. a sign. Yeah, yeah stuff, I, I certainly don't want to, you know. Uh, Lessen this in the eyes of anyone who needs it. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's not a coincidence. It's announced for every Forza game. That, oh, we got sure. a new Elite controller. <laughs> Here, here's the other cool thing, though. With this, you know, if you don't like the Oreo design, uh, this version will be coming to the Design Lab soon, so you can do yeah. custom colors on this version. Yeah, Elite. so that's kind of cool. Here's the other thing. I'm really hoping that the RBs are a bit more robust on this thing, the the right yes. bumper, because I have broken both of mine. <laughs> Okay, so that was actually a problem with Generation 1. I've had to replace the bumper buttons. Mm-hmm. It, that seems to be a design flaw just with the Elite controller in yeah. general. Yeah, so the first one, I, I broke it playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey because that uses RB to attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one, I like. I took it apart. I had to buy a like a little replacement kit thing. I for did the, too from Amazon. Yeah. And it's, yeah. yeah, and then the Series 2, I found out like, oh, apparently the switches uh, for the buttons just aren't great. 
in there, and the recommended fix is, ah, just take it apart and solder in new switches. (laughs) So it's like, you know what? MacGyver that shit. Fuck it. Microsoft won't do a repair. I've learned to solder recently. I can try this. Why but not? that's that's what bums me out is I, when I got that controller, I was like, oh, man, this is the Cadillac of controllers. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you spend $180 yeah. on a controller, and you then want it, it to be yeah. built a little bit. Uh-huh. And you find out it has a, a design flaw. It's like a you know, Tesla you that occasionally every catches time you fire. Describe it, you make me think of Arby's, which uh-huh. I want to be <laughs> cheddar so bad. Well, my problem got even worse because I, t- in order to replace that button, I mm-hmm. you have to pry off the grips. Yep. My the rubber on my grips eventually came off because I had cracked open the oh, case no. to fix that RB, and so I'm like, shit. All this extra cool shit that I paid for now is useless in my a- my elite anybody no else who's cool. hard. From what Matt just said, please contact me. Please contact me. There's definitely rubber fetishists out there who, yes, they oh, should yeah. buy an Elite controller. Mm-hmm. Um, last, let's see. So that's that's it for the uh, Microsoft news. Hey, last bit of news. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting its first big expansion, but it's just, unfortunately its <laughs> only big expansion. It's getting uh, an expansion that's going to be called Phantom Liberty. Um, it will star Keanu Reeves. He's back as Johnny Silverhand, which is Whoa. awesome. I think he did a great job in that. Um, here's the rub. It's only available on the next gen or whatever, current gen, whatever you want to call them, uh, versions of the game. They, they are no longer supporting the PS4 and Xbox mm. One versions of the game with new content. They, they, they said in a conference part of their they, problem for whatever the launch was was trying to launch on nine generations of consoles mm-hmm. which is where yeah. they were and like it's not something people had to deal with when they announced cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> but yeah. uh but yeah. yeah that's where they were and um yeah if you want to play the most advanced version of cyberpunk 27 buy a new card console yeah, I mean, and you can you can get the base game when it's on sale for like twenty five bucks, even yeah. on next gen version. You can play this eight out of ten game, and you can go fetch sandals across a cyberpunk universe over and over I, again. I, I picked up the Xbox and PS4 versions for like five dollars each during yep. a Best Buy sale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. no, it, it, it's um, I, I I went back to it and I, I finished the game fairly recently, and they fixed all the bugs and shit, and it's. Mm-hmm. It's a totally fine open world game. Keanu has a great performance. Um, I don't think they announced the pricing of this expansion, but they did say it's not coming until next year. So you have a little little time to wait. Matt, did they fix the transphobia? Is the transphobia still <laughs> <laughs> still still full of transphobia? Damn like it. All of the all of the billboards and stuff were, were the same when I played. Yeah. So. yeah. I, I think this game has bigger problems than uh, a patch can fix because it's. <laughs> Not it's so small and not interesting. Like I just the 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 biggest problem I think this game had is is like at the end of the day the combat ends up being very repetitive and not that interesting. Like the you world don't they built, the world they built is fascinating. The city is truly like if you're just standing in that city looking around, it's a marvel of technology. You're like, wow, I can't believe this this actually works and all this stuff is happening on screen at once. It's still buggy, and then they fix the bugs. Like you will occasionally see like two NPCs standing in the same place and, and stuff like that, clipping through each other, but it's... They move as one for- now. It's weird, and, and I'm, I'm hammered, I'm, I'm gonna hold up the show, but, like, imagine going to see a play and seeing behind the curtain this much as as we have. But have you played a Bethesda open-world game? Because it's not yeah, as buggy as those. Them. They're bad. They're bad. All of Boo. them. They're all bad. 
like, no. like I, I, everyone I, I, who's I, bought I Skyrim don't eight know times. If you want to like, with you. if your if your your brain <laughs> yeah. is expecting like, I want a time sink or something that is smart because there's nothing smart in any of the Bethesda open world games. It is all like ah what. I could I couldn't collect my mail unless you brought me a rascal scooter. Go get me a rascal scooter. <laughs> it's, it's all every Bethesda game ever. It's you awful. you played Skyrim long enough to bounce off the first boring quest. No, I played Skyrim enough to like like hack it and throw bears down a mountain. That shit was mm. so fun. So fun. That's true. It should be right. part of the game. It is part of I, the game. I don't think when I think of buggy Bethesda games, Skyrim doesn't come to mind, but Fallout Four certainly. Yes, does. that mm. shit. Was yeah. Fallout Four, yeah. Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas. Seventy six. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can attest at this point, Cyberpunk has been patched up enough. It's no worse than any of those. So if you if you are curious, uh, check it out, or just wait for this new expansion because it's Keanu the smallest is great. universe I've ever played in. And you have an enemy coming you, too. Right? I don't think you've played this game. That city I is did. fucking huge. I did. It's 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 it's. There's not much there. Like like I don't know what. Like we just talked about uh, Shadows of Mordor or mm-hmm. uh, Shadows of War. Uh, I don't think people ever go back and play that again. Do you really think people will do that with uh, Cyberpunk? Uh, I think that's one problem. This this expansion is really late. Mm-hmm. Um, the Witcher expansions, the first one came, I think, sooner than this one is coming closer to release. So it's, it's hard it's, to be broken for a year and be like, come on, y'all, it's better now. I think enough people will want to go back. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, how good, like, I have played maybe 40 hours of The Witcher on three platforms. It is one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. I have no knowledge of it. I cannot talk to you about the majority of The Witcher. It's great. I trust CD Projekt Red. But, you know, it's not exciting anymore. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that is all the news that's fit to play. All right. Well, let's move on to our community segment, which is always segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what's a series you'd like to see collected with the same care and attention to detail as the TMNT Cowabunga Collection? Uh, Anthony, you weren't here last week. Is Is there a classic series you'd love to see collected like that? I would love a Shinobi collection. Mm. Look at Ooh, that. Yeah. Dude, Dude that's go. such a good idea. So specifically, I would, okay, you know, there's the Genesis versions, there's arcade versions. There's even, I can't remember the name of the game, I want to say it's called Shadow Dancer. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, one, yeah, yeah. I the think one it's a part dog. of Shinobi with, yeah. the, with the dog. And also, I want the PS2 Shinobi, which was hard as shit. Uh, I don't know if anyone else played the PS2. No, it's Shinobi. great. I love that game. It's yeah, yeah, good, yeah it was great. It's game. a good game, but it's so punishing. And they even had like a a sequel called Nightshade, which was kind of like a a female ninja that was it, mm-hmm. it was the same gameplay, but a, a little bit toned down on difficulty. But I would love. It's really weird if Greg is listening. It it, it I think that series ended on the 3ds. Yeah, like yeah. eight or nine years ago. I would love a Shinobi collection. I would play the hell out of it. Sh- nice. Shinobi for uh, for my generation was like synonymous with like I want to be a ninja. Play Shinobi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the first. Yeah, there's that bonus screen where you're throwing the shuriken mm-hmm. at everybody. Yep. So, mm-hmm. it's just yep. that. So uh, I wasn't here either. Oh, that's my right. answer. I, I think one of our listeners might have provided, but um, 
This is a series that's gotten a few collections. I never feel like they've nailed everything and just gotten everything in one place. So Metal Gear, I think, mm-hmm. needs a, yeah, a lovingly curated collection. Also well, my answer. That's yeah. the rumor. Um, mm. We didn't put in the news, but like Konami's not going to make a new Metal Gear without Kojima for a while. They will re-release the Metal Gears ad nauseum. I mean, that's the only one they haven't, like the the classic franchise that they haven't released. They've done a Contra collection. They've done a couple Castlevania collections. Like, Mm -hmm. what's left? Metal Gear. That's the big one. Yep. Yep. That that's a biggie to me. And they've done like yeah these weird HD collection. That's like oh it's only two of the games. Here's what's gonna suck. They're gonna announce them for the anniversary, the Metal Gear collection. And they're going to leave off, like, I would say, like, nine of the games you like. Hmm. <laughs> it'll leave off four. It'll, it'll almost certainly leave off four because no one can reproduce the it's cell architecture for PS3. so it's weird. Like, it has not existed on another platform that's not a, uh, a you know, anime pillow-laced PC. Yeah. Or, or yeah, <laughs> streaming. Like, yeah. that's the only thing that... The only way that they've been able to, to replicate it, which is bizarre. Uh, well, on VigigamePodClips.com, a man riding a woman riding a motorbike cool. says, Wario Land, oh. I recently replayed several of these from the Game Boy era through the 3DS Virtual Console, and they're a little rough in places, but not enough to dampen my nostalgia. I got the first Wario Land game when I was a kid, probably on a Toys R Us employee's recommendation to my mom, and I devoured that game. I read the manual so much the cover fell off. When it got stolen, I asked for it again the next Christmas. I've played most of the Wario platformer games over the years, but a few have still escaped me, and it would just be nice to be able to pick them up in one spot. Um, I will just add that that would be a way to play the one that came to 3DS, which uh, there is no way to play that. I guess you could emulate it, but uh, I would also like to see a, a remaster of that so you don't have to play it in red and black. Which yes. the just the worst yeah. color palette on that thing. I, I, I'm not even sure how many people know that Wario Land is its own series. I, I think most people just assume Wario's only in WarioWare games or Mario sports titles mm-hmm. now. Like it's this is actually no, he had his own platformers yeah, for a long time. It's a weird offshoot. It's it's like the you know, um Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land or something like did this really happen? Was this a fever dream I had? No, it was a a full series that never got any marketing support from Nintendo, but was just there. Ooh, let's see. This is a good answer from the official Lazy community on Facebook. Chris Lee Hosett says Tomb Raider. Ah, Good call. Um, For such a huge series, it feels sort of forgotten these days, although I, I did hear official confirmation that the Embracer group they own the rights to it and they put um... Uh, Crystal Dynamics is indeed working on another Tomb Raider thing, so there you go. Uh, The initial PS1 games were huge at the time, and the first four are still worth playing, but their influence in the late 90s was undeniable if you followed games back then. Lara was everywhere with magazine ads, TV commercials, and those dumb movies. It'd be nice to get a packaged history of that era with interviews and scans, and maybe even a featurette about Nude Raider. (laughs) Plus, all the games from Legend on were really solid, so it was technically possible you got well over a dozen games to present. The grid movement wouldn't go over well these days, I know, but I don't care. Give me a Lara Croft collection with as many it, Tomb Raider games as you can. I, I think it would be hilarious, hilarious for people our age to be like, if you pre-order, you get a nude Laura mode and like watch nobody give a shit. Yeah, no, I can't <laughs> imagine anything less interesting now. <laughs> yes, yeah, nobody would care. Mm-hmm. I, I'm back 
from drinking. Hold on. Oh, uh, let me find this. Uh, You're from turning Twitter. into Rick or Morty or maybe some combination of two. Jeez, Rick. I don't know, guys. Who is that for, Rick? You've never heard of Twitter? <laughs> the new episode is really fun. Who is that You old so-and-so says, uh, I-, I think I've already yelled at Frank Cifaldi. Don't ever yell at Frank Right. Uh, he's clearly, like, he- he- part of his job is patience. You old so and so. I yelled at Frank Cifaldi on his website uh, back when we he worked at Digital Eclipse about a bobble bobble complete collection being one of my dream releases. Uh, giving that there are, are at least four games and, that can lay claim to bobble bobble two and um, almost as many bobble 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 threes. The drunker uh, he gets, the funnier of, it is when he says the name. It's very hard to read the sentence as drunk <laughs> as I am. Bubble bubble drunk is... That's um, the new test if someone's drunk. Say bubble yeah, bubble. I'm very drunk. Uh, to <laughs> say nothing of the various significant ports, it is a perfect candidate for this collection of this type. Rewind, save states, save, save states, uh, and play videos would also be appreciated given the difficulty of the sheer number of uh, secrets in most of the games. I would only respond to you so and so that like Taito gave up on Bubble Bobble very quickly, and yet like, games are still coming out. There was no, one they like, are, just last Bubble year. Bubble there was a VR game out wasn't on, there? on on Switch, but like yeah. Rainbow Islands and Puzzle Bobble, like uh, Parasol Stars, they accepted Bub and Bob as uh, mascots, but didn't like the formula of the games. It'd be very weird. Frank Cifaldi's a good guy to talk to about that. Fine. Mm-hmm. Put it together, Frank Cifaldi. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Someone. At Jeff BTW, mm-hmm. now that the franchise is probably as good as dead, let's get all the Metal Gears together. Metal please. Gear? Yeah, it's been kind of done before, but I mean everything, including most importantly, Twin M and F and Snakes. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's a crime that game is trapped on GameCube Island, which I had that game on GameCube. Yes. Yeah. Good game. It, it really doesn't make sense. And Michael, help me out here. I think Konami was a maybe a bigger company than Nintendo back when that game came out, and that is not the case. Maybe now. no. I mean, not yeah, they. I mean, they they have a lot. They they have their their whole empire: the pachinko machines, the uh, you know the the health clubs. But I think those all suffered during the pandemic, and they realized like, oh. Video games are the thing people are spending money on right now. Yeah. What, what should, would happen have if, a bunch if, of those. if Konami said, like, we're releasing a, not even re-imagined uh, Twin Snakes, remastered, you know, like just up uh for $70? Would anybody care? Would anybody complain? I don't think they would. No one would buy that for $70. Yeah, it's, it'd have to be like a full remake. And there were, like, Twin Snakes was not a perfect game. It had a lot of weird issues. Yeah. Like, the, the cutscenes were, were just like this over the top 2000s era action. Uh, like, just, you had Snake, like, doing uh, somersaults off of missiles in midair that he'd jump onto. It's like, this feels inappropriate. To the character. Uh, was that the Silicone Knights? Yes. The yes. one that they yes. worked yes. on? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if yeah. I make love to Yoshi, I can have access to Metal Gear. The cutscenes were like reimagined by a 
I think the same Japanese director who directed Godzilla Final Wars. I'm probably wrong about uh, that. Ano? No. No, I, sorry. No. Ano did uh, Shin Godzilla. Yeah, yeah not... I'm so Shin glad fucking uh, Anthony's here. Bruce Wayne Brady on Twitch. Um, Ryuhei Kitamura, that's who I was thinking of. I wonder if the Twin Snake stuff is somehow tied to, like, the Silic- did Siliconites have some of the source code it, in it? It will always be tied to... Nintendo characters are in it, and you're involving different lawyers uh, and yes, different yes, people. Yes. It, it may never Nintendo happen again, but like, produce it. We, we're gonna we're probably about to get Mother Three, so we'll definitely get a Twin Snakes. Mother Three, <laughs> Mother Three, but but when we get uh, the Twin Snakes version on whatever Nintendo platform exists, they won't touch it or fix it, or <laughs> it will not be refined or optimized in any way. Because they're Nintendo. Uh, okay, so new question of the week. Following up on what we said at the the end of the first segment, what is your personal... Like, do you have a personal experience with Lord of the Rings, or be it the movies, be it the books, where it's just something that is unique to you? Uh, somebody said something funny while you were watching it. Uh, you, you interpreted it in a weird way and stood up in the middle of the theater and said, that's not what Treebeard is like. This is but a fraud on. and stormed out. But, but po- positive or negative, and um, if you're a, a gamer, like, uh, I re- like I can't, I, I'm too drunk to make this yes, funny. Yes, you but are. Like, uh, I really felt like, like Warcraft <laughs> is Lord of the Rings. Well, everything fantasy. Everything fantasy is Lord of the Rings. Right. Ring. And, and the biggest difference I, I'm thinking at this point is that, oh yeah, in Tolkien's works, elves are super strong. Everywhere else, they're fucking weaklings. Yeah. Right. Yes. So I, I think that's funny. Like, because I, 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 I promise you, there's a bunch of people who made mods of everything to be more. I played Counter Strike Lord of the Rings mods that were amazing. Wow. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. Amazing. So I, I already gave my movie story, but I have I have more Lord of the Rings personal stories. Yeah, my my older brother was a huge Tolkien fan, and I think I was telling you guys there were two movie monsters I was afraid of growing up. One was the Banshee from Darby McGill and the Little People. That was terrifying mm. to me as like a four year old. The other yeah. was fucking Gollum. For some reason, mm. Gollum was yeah. the monster I was afraid of from both that cartoon. But then my brother had the was it the Golden Book, Michael? The audio version yes. of Lord of the Rings that we would Re- listen Return to. Return of like, the King, yes. We would actually listen to the record of that in his room, and yes, it had a voice actor doing Gollum. The Theodore version. Mm-hmm. I'm a very disturbed person. I'm the guy Tom Hanks tried to shut down. Theater of the Mind, knowing that Gollum ate orcs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, shit, he could certainly eat me if he can eat orcs. And, mm-hmm. and he was, to me, a terrifying monster creature lizard man that I would see at the end of my bed and, and be terrified of. So, yeah, that was my childhood Lord of the Rings experience. Gollum was a scary motherfucker back then. So I, I, I will go a tiny bit further just because um, I love John Huston as uh, uh, Gandalf. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best directors of classic Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. He's the... Uh, uh, dad of Angelica Houston. I mean, The Breakfast Club is a is a classic. Oh, John Houston, got yeah, it. God, God damn got it, Matt. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but 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 um, I thought he was great. But Ian McKellen is so fucking good. 
He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Finest weed in the Shire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know all this shit existed because um, I read only The Hobbit. And nobody really wanted to make a game out of The Hobbit until Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings became um, a big thing. And uh, yeah, I think uh, The Hobbit is the perfect book. It's one of the worst trilogies I've, of movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I, I love Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. I, yeah, like I just feel like like we had The Matrix in Lord of the Rings within like two years of one another um, as a, as a trilogy. It was really. I remember fun. at the time. Did anyone else do this? I remember, I was in my early twenties. I'm like. Boy, I hope I don't die before Return of the King comes I out. That. I really want to close out the trilogy. <laughs> I said that. Look, I was trying to like to describe that as like I, I don't have a better gift. Like, imagine me sitting in a in an armchair facing the wall with my hands on my knees. Like, gotta hope the Return of the King is good. Like, I thought like I thought about that for a full year, and I just don't think about anything like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and also we had, at the same time, Harry Potter was going on, right? The yes. movies. Like, we yeah. had so many things, franchises to look forward to simultaneously. Harry Potter was still whimsical at that point. Yes. And yeah. I, I, I would argue with what Michael put together, I think um, Lord of the Rings has better games than Harry Potter, period. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, as I was watching one of the cutscenes from one of the Lord of the Rings games, I think of, you know, Frodo going up onto Mount Doom, mm-hmm. or the Crack of Doom on whatever that mountain's called, uh, I, I realize, like, oh shit, this is just Quidditch. This is, <laughs> this is Frodo's the Seeker going after the Golden Snitch while everyone else is worrying about the inconsequential big balls on the field. Uh, at, at least EA Frodo's the only thing to that matters. NBA Jam at a Quidditch, which I... <laughs> I, Which was I, not I, good. I, I it was not so good. Fun. No, no. Michael says no. No, I hated that game. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, go for it. it was good rental. It was good for like one uh, game. Anyway, uh, yes. mm. anyway um, and and yeah, since I I shared one Diana story, I'll share another one. Uh, yep. Same viewing. We were watching, and there's that bit where uh, you know people pledge to the the Fellowship of the Ring, and like, oh, you have my, and my sword axe. and my axe, and then like, you know, Samwise pops up, and he's like, I'm going too, and then like Pippin and Merry run out, and like, you get this close up on Hugo weaving his Elrond, he just like turns around with this big frown on his face, and Diana just <laughs> pipes up and says, Now we have to take two cars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, Diana is like, you know, obviously a fan of, of mm-hmm. fine classic cinema. Mm-hmm. Does she tolerate the Lord of the Rings? Movies? Oh, she loves them. She, she, oh, she loves okay. genre okay. films. Like dude, she's dude, a okay. big nerd about the shit. Is so I am. fun. I'm not kidding. Like I, I am an English major and a film minor. You know, in a world where there wasn't a lot of entertainment, Tolkien threw out a lot of nonsense that like people got obsessed with, and Peter Jackson fixed it. Fixed it. Fixed it, mm-hmm. fixed it, fixed it, fixed it, fixed it. Um, sorry, it's the way it is. It, it, it's wonderful, wonderful. I am, I am like my whole fucking scholastic career was like how to craft a story, and Tolkien did a interesting job, but Jackson did it a better one. It, it, it's amazing. The, the, those movies, uh, when the we we talked about that when the Hobbit movies came out, you're like. Ugh, do I even like this anymore? But then when you watch those Lord of the Rings movies, they're so good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Still are. So what is a personal anecdote you have about Lord of the Rings? Let us know. Go to VidGameApocalypse.com. Answer in the comments for episode 488. Alternately, you can visit us at the official Laser Time community on Facebook or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will read answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Anthony, once again, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitch or on Twitter at Bruce Wayne Brady, yes! where I'm uh, playing a little bit of everything lately. Uh, I've been playing some uh, Yakuza Kiwami. Kind of Ooh, obsessed with that nice. right now. Attaboy. Keep it down, man. Uh, Finally yeah. jumping into the series a little bit late, so. Wow. Um, Good for you. Uh, Good for laser you. time, 302010. Um, I was just shocked to learn that the Lord of the Rings games have been around this long. Oh, yeah. yeah. Longer. <laughs> yeah, longer. Since the 80s. Yeah. Maddie. Yeah. Fuck something, buddy. Patreon.com slash laser time is what supports all the shows and if you're not already a supporter shame on you you should go support us but if you can't afford to support us uh do the next best thing and tell a friend about the show say hey if you want to listen to a couple of dudes in their 40s talking about video games (laughs) boy that sounds sad when i say it out loud sometimes we've worked Uh, on these games or talked to people or new yes that that is our that is our differentiator that's Mm -hmm. that's our differentiator as a marketer i will say yeah very few gaming podcasts are actually run by people in the industry. That yeah. that's what makes us different. So, uh, yeah, you tell them about Video Game Apocalypse because we rule. We fucking rule. Yeah, it's just right? fucking awesome. We should be proud of this stupid show. Fucking sweet. We're fucking sweet. <laughs> it just doesn't pay. We are, but it just doesn't pay very well. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, or follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. You get an illicit prescription and put a monkey down your pants? Mm-hmm. Or- <laughs>